Hey, everybody. Welcome to this Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. I'm your host for the Giant Bombcast, episode 778, Jan Ochoa. And I, you know, hey, it's it's been a hot minute now since uh, RIP to, to uh, a, a beloved podcast that I really like. And you know what? I, I, I'm just going to adopt the soundboard. I'm just going to take it. I'm, shit. I'm just going to steal Yay! it. I'm just going to take it. Where's now? It's it's all ours. It's all ours now. Uh, Yay! Damn. You know, fucking stole the soundboard. You hate to see it. Pay pay, pay the big bucks, which was no bucks actually, to to get that that soundboard. It's just mine now. I'm just gonna take it. I'm just gonna take it. Uh, joining me as always on the giant bombcast, co-captain of the ship, Jeff Grubb. I woke up at 4:15 a.m. today because I was sick, and then I just didn't go back to bed, and I feel fantastic. I got so much done. That's that's the way to do it. I tried doing the 4 a.m. lifestyle and um, it it destroyed me. It oh, destroyed it, me. yeah, it will be the death of me for sure. But today I'm feeling great. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking about feeling great, who's that we have over there? Who is that? Is that the hottest freelancer Ooh. in video games media right now? Pay me, pay me. That's right. Give me money. Pay him. We got the boy, the homie, Michael Heim. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You know what time it is? Locked in. Let's do this. Giant bomb cast, baby. You know the vibes? That's right. We haven't cussed yet, so uh, I'm going to give the first cuss to, uh, that's right, Giant Bomb's own Elmo, the the young god he tried to, we tried to get him on our favorite, he, he's our current favorite Italian, sorry Mike Minotti. Um, Hell yeah, uh, eat shit. <laughs> he's our, our drunken Elmo, Jesse Vitelli of Prima Games! Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. I went to bed at 4am. Hell yeah. Oh, that's the young me, Elmo right? lifestyle. Young yeah, Elmo yeah. sounds like a, uh, a soundcloud rapper so that's i definitely want you to lean into that um young elmo yeah young elmo oh, 4 a.m okay hold on i i don't know why i faded i faded away we're fine oh, we're yeah. fine this is a good show we I'm we faded. know what we're doing here <laughs> oh, yes. I, I i question that sometimes you know yeah. we're, we're spinning well. we're spinning so many plates around these days it's like wait is that oh crap that's a bowl i shouldn't put that's an aluminum right. bowl i shouldn't should put that in a microwave plates. it's dangerous uh, who even put soy sauce in this bowl? Why am I spending it? I just, you know, I'm uh, doing it sometimes. This reminds me of a time in high school where there was a line in a high school play that said, you can get a stain off of your shirt by using soy sauce. And <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> I, I had a friend that didn't realize that that was part of a joke. And then later they, you know, they spilled something on their shirt. But they'd gone sushi for lunch from the grocery store. It's a fucking soy sauce. Bam. And they were like, "Oh no, I got I got a stain on my shirt. Let me let me get it off with some soy sauce." And they just made it worse. Oh hell yes, that rules. What an oh. idiot. How are you? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? It's it's cold out. I thought winter was done. Storming out here. You know what I'm saying? So we had snow this morning. Oh, there's snow. Oh, I've been to New York like 20 times in the past like two years, and it still hasn't snowed there. You just missed oh, it, man. Oh man, I'm chilling though. Hopefully my my street don't get flooded because it is <laughs> it is storming out here. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I'm, I, I'm feeling good. I I've been near that area and um, lost You've a car. To, I live there and uh, I've lost a car to that that storm before. Oh uh, shit, for reals? Oh yeah, yeah. Shouts out to my mom's 
1992 Honda Accord. I'll miss it dearly. Damn. <sighs> Turns out when a car is halfway submerged in water, it just won't turn on anymore. That's Ooh. that's the only thing that can kill an Accord, though, is is yeah. being completely flooded, basically. Yeah. Other than that, it's going to run just fine. You know what, though? There was like an old Toyota Camry, like uh, half a block up on the street that was also halfway submerged, and it was fine. Well, nothing can kill a Camry. Like, that's yeah. like, yeah, we're talking about Accords. Accords, <laughs> that's, that's the thought. only thing to kill it. Nothing can kill a Camry. Nothing can kill a Camry. Solid Python said. <laughs> yeah. Put a bag of rice on it. Yeah, but yeah exactly. You know, it's well, good to go. I, you know, I know that that's a thing because of electronics, but for a hot second, I thought it was uh, of something problematic because I thought it was racist. You know, don't don't got to ring the problematic light. I'm just going to take this. I'm just going to put all of these sounds on my stream deck and we're just going to adopt this because no one else is using any of these sounds. You know, like if I yeah. wanted to say do the drop, it's it, I'm going to do it now. You get the you have the fucking song, too. I got the whole Damn. thing now. Yeah. <gasps> Unstoppable. Damn. I you know, OK, this is calm down, calm down. Okay, uh, I need to take out all of the, the, the really, uh, you know, the, the spicier ones. The things Jeff can't say. Right, I got you. The things that none of us could say, all right? <laughs> uh, and hey, look at the progress. You know, look at that, look at that, look at that. God's working on all of us. God's working on all of us. Just because you clock out of work doesn't mean you stop working on yourself. Ooh, wow. bars. Wow, Ooh. wow. Uh, you boy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesse, if you just just want to chime in in the future, just go, man. Just yeah, young, young Elmo. Elmo. Young Elmo never drops the hot sixteen. Just like oh man, yeah. Or not, never doesn't even an ad lib. Just goes young Elmo. Just it's like just sits oh. in the back of the room in an Elmo costume and says young Elmo. That's that's the watermark. It's yeah. All right. Uh, how do we feel about talking about some video games? Frankly, I'm for it. All right. Yeah. Those things are pretty good. Those things are I pretty can get good. We got the Final Fantasy experts with us. That's right. I'm deeming both of them Final Fantasy experts. Uh, they're both licensed. Um, if you need to, if you've been curious about trying a Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, uh, Final Fantasy help with Jesse Vitelli and Michael Heim is the way to go. Use offer code Bombcast at checkout. Uh, Michael, Jesse. Both of you have checked out Final Fantasy 16. Oh yeah. shit! Oh my god! Uh, I wanna I wanna hand it over to Jesse first. Um, I did the kind of funny. I was on kind of funny games cast. Uh, I did a preview with them, and my stuff is on arstechnica.com if you want to check out my full written preview. But Jesse, I'm on, floor is yours, dog. Oh, 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 I see how it is. You've, you've had your, your fill of 16. Yeah, um, I'm already tired of this game. <laughs> just already tired. Uh, yeah, we got to play about two hours, give or take, of the game a couple weeks ago. And hope you like Devil May Cry, because boy, oh boy, is this a Devil May Cry game uh, through and through. Oh, uh, so it's, it's all Fantasy action? Elements. It's not turn-based. It's, it's like oh, hard it's... character action. Yeah. Like, yeah. The story doesn't have a grading system at first, but there are modes that will have the Devil May Cry like grading system in it. Like it, it goes. It's combos, air juggles. You want to hit someone with a big rock fist into the air, and then hit him with some swirly swirl claws, and then slam him down to the ground, and then have your your good dog boy Torgal come in and and bite him. You, you can do all that. And then the like the structure of the game then is, and this is not 
me speculating or extrapolating. So I want everyone to just take a deep breath when I say this, because this is not me saying this, this is Yoshi P saying it. The structure of the game is God of War 2018. Yeah, like that's, oh. that's he just straight up said that into yeah. several interviewers. So it's like they are they're wearing their inspirations on their sleeve. Yeah, they're they're not uh, in all all the conversations too about. Uh, and we'll, we'll get into this, but they're very like by their own admission, they're trying to be Game of Thrones with its tone, story, its whole vibe. Uh, like when I asked them about the structure of the game, they they said like this is you think of like God of War where you have a hub and it connects you to the rest of the world exploration in, in, in that regard so um yeah they and obviously the combat director ryota suzuki is uh from devil devil may cry who you worked on capcom you worked oh. on fec2 dragon's dogma, dragon's dogma. dmc5 and there's like yeah we're, too, we're doing stylish action with this thing it has rpg systems of course so there's still that progression and that customization damage numbers flying all over the place I, oh i oh. love me some oh i love me some good damage numbers so. you guys but you guys are like okay let's alleviate the concerns sure this you guys are final fantasy fans and you're happy yes. that the game is this way this is not in some way completely yeah. undermining final fantasy as a concept right no uh, no no i wouldn't say so i i think uh and you see this kind of like throughout all of the previews that kind of came out today is the demo was very combat focused that was the thing they were getting out there and sort of being like we are a final fantasy game but we want to get everyone on board with the combat because it's drastically different than what has come before mm -hmm. uh, drastically different it's an evolution of what's come before it right we've seen 15 7 remake now we're going kind of even stranger of paradise we're going like hard into action and you're doing that contextually through the different icon abilities, which are the summons. So, you know, you're still using Phoenix and Garuda and Titan, and the story is still centered around Shiva and crystals and mm. sort of the things that make Final Fantasy Final Fantasy. It is just kind of wrapped in this hard character action combat. Yeah. And so it, yeah, it's trying to, to kind of do both. Um, yeah. We just haven't seen a lot of the story stuff. They have not. They've been pretty tight-lipped about a lot of that. We have some of it, but not all of it. Yeah. Hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm feeling it. Uh, in, like in terms of the shift, because Final Fantasy always does something new. And when now when I look at it, it has like a three-pronged approach where you have the MMO with 14, uh, the greatest game of all time. You have uh, <laughs> Seven Remake, which still has a lot of that turn-based <laughs> DNA in it with the ATB system. Sure. Um, and it's it's it is action RPG, but Seven Remake is very it's methodically paced and you have to worry about controlling the party in 16 they're doing stylish action where you control one character you only ever control clive you have party members who oh. accompany you at certain points and you have torgal your puppy uh to assist you but you're controlling one character throughout the throughout that story so um it's and like i trust me you show me turn-based combat i'm gonna get fucking hyped off that <laughs> i love my turn-based right. games persona yeah. 5 royal is my favorite game of all time i grew up playing these seminal rpgs and if you're concerned about turn-based combat, you know, there's there's things like Octopath Traveler 2, there's Bravely Default, which are... There's Like a Dragon. There's, yeah. Yeah, there's Yakuza Like a Dragon. These are direct evolutions, and Dragon Quest is still going on, so these are direct evolutions of the turn-based system, which are still, you know, tried and true and evolving in certain ways. Uh, it's just that 16, this is what 16 wants to go for, and it fits... <laughs> like it or hate it, it fits the vibe that this game is going for. It wants yeah, to I, be, I have a question about yeah. the vibe. Um... Sure. The, so the, yes let's do a vibe check it does seem i, I don't want to say i don't want to say grim dark <laughs> i want to say i want to say grim though does that leave any room as far as you could tell open for silliness uh yeah. side quests that are uh more uh 
is, is there going to be you know cloud dressing up as a lady at the thing like are they going to be able to pull off something like that in this oh, game i love the honeybee and um, yeah. it's <laughs> it's interesting because it is very and especially the preview we played it's very dark both lighting and thematically like it is mm-hmm. a very very focused revenge story from the slice that we've played and it's a lot of geopolitical co- um conflict and you know when when i interviewed the the team at this event you know they were like the things that make final fantasy final fantasy are chocobos and moogles and and you know sort of the things you come to expect so they're talking as if those things are in the game how much whimsy there is in terms of the fantasy parts of it still remain to be seen i'm kind of curious how you balance this like very dark revenge story with a lot more of the whimsy but it seems like they're pretty excited about the balance they've struck. We I, have yeah. not really seen it, though. I cannot wait to avenge a fallen Chocobo, then, if that is the case. Oh, damn. Yeah. Go John, John Wick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Someone, someone kills your Moogle, and then, like, its final yeah. final word is Koopo. No, and then you, you no. just go on a side quest to, like, murder, uh, like, the, the, the evil Moogle. Um, oh. I have a question about the combat, and Michael, you mentioned that you're primarily controlling one character. Mm-hmm. Did it feel more like, um, let's say, a Kingdom Hearts where your party members are kind of aimlessly running around and not actually helping, or are they actually useful? Did you, could huh. you affect their like uh, uh, behavior like at all? Yeah, well, you can you can ask uh, Torgal, your puppy, to do certain things like attack, heal, defend, or things like that. Uh, through button prompts on the D-pad. Uh, I, you, the, whoa, sorry. In the demo, you have your boy Sidolphus uh, accompanying you through like halfway through that that like dungeon-like sequence. Um, I don't, I didn't pay much mind to what he was doing. I, I'm sure he was helping. Uh, he was helping it by just being there because that that boy fine as fuck. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I don't think. <laughs> uh yeah i i don't think there's going to be much uh, with ai companions i think mm, okay. if anything it's it's one of those uh, it's one of those things where in the story context the fact that this comp- this character accompanies you in this moment uh just it just makes like narrative sense in the narrative um uh, but i don't like gameplay wise it, it this game is not concerned about anyone else but clive <laughs> Uh, question: What are icons, and do they sell wireless earbuds on podcast ads? Wow, stupid! <laughs> <laughs> so you want to talk about talk about talk about doms dominance? Mm, Boy, we, yeah, we got a, yeah. Okay. We got a game for you. They're important. Yeah. Got the yeah. mommy dommies? The, yeah, yeah, maybe. Depends yeah. on who you ask. All right. Um, yeah, the I'll so say yeah. yes. You can ask me. I'll, I'll say yes. Thank you, Jesse. <laughs> yeah. I knew you got my back. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, the dom- the the icons and the dominance are like the summons. Um, oh, like Clive, okay. Clive controls multiple uh, icons at the same time, and that's how your move set changes. So you like hit L two, and it shuffles between uh, at least in the demo between Ifrit, Garuda, uh, Titan, and Phoenix. that changes. Yeah, changes your move set, and that's how you can like f- combine all these wild, uh, all these wild things. So. I don't know what the like the story context is for like how and why Clive can control all of these. Uh, like we were fighting Benedicta, who's the dominant for Garuda. She transforms into Garuda. You fight Garuda herself, and fucking Clive trans transforms into into Ifrit, and they have this big kaiju battle. Ooh, shit! It's this some wild shit going on. <laughs> but the the icons themselves, the summons are there are a very key part of the rest of the story. At this point, I'm just kind of like. I need the full game. Just give me the full yeah. game. I want to see how all these pieces fit into place. 
Um, yeah, in the presentation before we actually got hands on, they were the Yoshida was kind of talking a, a lot about sort of the setup for the world and had mentioned like uh, there's like a Cold War era style tension where the the icons, since the dominants are characters that can transform into the icon, uh, they liken them to like it, to like weapons of mass destruction and this idea of mutually assured destruction, where it's like, oh well, I'm not going to just become Titan and ruin your world because then you would just become Shiva and come ruin our region, and this sort of idea that like there's this natural tension there of like we could all become our icons and go just beat the hell out of each other, but like what does that serve? Um, and the idea of the mother crystals, which are sort of, they likened to oil fields. Mommy crystals. And how each region, mommy crystals, mommy crystals. Uh, and <laughs> and how they um, they act as like oil fields. And so they kind of draw the natural ether from the world and each region sort of has one and that's their, their energy. But what happens when those crystals start to lose their energy and how does that suddenly put strife on the people of the, the region and when do the dominants have to go look for energy in other regions and what does that what kind of conflict does that sort of create it's y'all y'all are talking this game up and i i feel like i i might actually be interested because when i heard that this was kind of they're aiming for a game of thrones type of deal i thought that was primarily just in like the setting and like med medieval type but i i don't know man i think i might be yeah. i i think i might be uh one over my question yeah. though and i know you guys saw like a very specific slice <clears throat> and that this game does seem a little bit more serious than some of the whimsy of other Final Fantasies, but did it seem serious in a way that was not self-aware, like Strangers of Paradise, where, oh. like, Jack didn't know that he was a walking tool, and does Clive actually seem like a character with good motivations? Uh, oh shit, they don't get me. The block's hot, the block is <laughs> whoa, hot. Whoa, 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 You asked whoa. the wrong question. It's Square Enix is knocking on my door. It's oh, no. uh, this game takes itself very seriously, and, and it it's it doesn't have that that level of self self awareness. Like it, there's no room for goofy shit here. At least that that's that's the impression so far. And like going back to what uh, Jeff was talking about, um, like I asked about the side quests and like and if there are going to be moments like that. Uh, they said that yes, there there will be there will be warmer moments, and that this story is ultimately about hope. And he <laughs> talked to me about Endwalker. He's like that game was about hope as well, but in a very different context, in a different way. Six, they like to believe that sixteen is also about those things. Um, but the yeah, the, in the way this in which this game takes itself seriously, I think it's uh, how do I put this? I'm not. I'm not going to say disappointing because, like that, that's being very judgmental at a, at a in a preview uh, state. Um, I I come to Final Fantasy for those things, like especially 14, which does have a lot of fucking dark s stories told in that in that world. There is some really fucked up shit that happens in 14, uh, but it is also cute and whimsical. And the thing for me is that the characters are an extension of the story, and their their attitudes, their personalities are what are what drive your understanding of the rest of the of that game world and how you understand that story so um i like to think that that side of the game like the the more whimsical uh fun aspect adds emotional depth to its characters now so far all i've seen right now is just people are angry they have a lot of contempt uh and like that's if that's what they're going for then they're doing a good job of that um but yeah, I, I I I say in my preview too, like Final Fantasy has always been many things. It doesn't have to be uh, the thing that we've always known about. Like they have room to try something different, even if it's maybe not your vibe. 
Um, I like the fact that they are at least trying something. Again, I don't know if it, I'm going to be completely sold on it. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, and I, this being Creative Business Unit three, like their history of fourteen and Nakayoshida leading the way, I'm just like, oh, I, I, I know that they are good at what they do. Um, so I, I like, I trust the, the them to, to win me in that regard. I just, I gotta, um, I gotta see what it is. Grub, how how are you feeling on this? And I know the yeah, you you didn't completely stick with God of War twenty eighteen, but based off of what the homies have said, are you at all curious about FF sixteen? I'm curious to the point enough that where I'll check it out. I think um, in general, a game with a lot of cutscenes is just usually not my thing, and it's not anything oh. against the game. It's it's mm-hmm. just kind of when I when I sit there and I just it's, when it turns into a movie or a show it, it it's hard for me to uh, stay engaged and that's just my little boy brain that has that struggles to pay attention to things I, I will say that like, I, I saw two things uh, that seemed to, that like, play into what we've talked about so far uh, apparently Yoshida did answer some questions about something like similar to Blitzball and he says we can't really have some Blitzball matches going on when people are are uh, killing each other and then you have this hero who's talking about and driven by revenge be like I'm gonna go out and fish. Uh, so it, it sounds like they're going to limit the, um, uh, the I guess, like lighthearted. Yeah, the, yes, yeah. the light. Yes, exactly. The ones that are not uh, that don't play into the revenge fantasy in some way. And then the, the other one, this one, I think, is, is uh, a powder keg. Uh, but he basically said uh, he doesn't want the game to be called a JRPG. He says uh, this is going yeah. to depend on who you ask. But there was a time when this term first appeared 15 years ago. I think it's, it's older than that, but uh, and, and yeah. for us as developers, the first time we heard it, it was like a discriminatory term. So it's like, oh, okay, huh. I don't, I don't think anyone really thinks of it that way. But um, basically, he's saying that uh, it sounds like a, a way to silo off JRPGs into their own little bucket. Um, but I think what people want from Final Fantasy is what they've wanted from JRPGs. I think he is kind of saying this is going to be more than what those games were, right? That's ambitious. Yeah, I mean, I I've never thought of JRPG as like a derogatory term. Yeah. Definitely not a hard R with the JRPG. Uh, Jesus Christ. Um, <laughs> Definitely. Got, yeah. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Jesse. Thank you. Um, yeah. And I don't know. I kind of like what <clears throat> uh, the the headspace that I get put into when I, I think of JRPG. I, I mostly think of like. Um, how expansive the game is going to be or like how much time a time commitment it'll be rather than like it's stemming uh, from yeah. japan at least for me personally oh jrpg like for me i've always liked it well one japanese developers because sure the the systems at play are have historically been pretty different um of course that has kind of like been blended a lot more as games kind of um share a lot of systems and mechanics over the years so like the way in which you play, like you engage with role playing systems in a Dragon Age, is very different how you engage with the role playing systems of like a Lost Odyssey. I'm trying to put myself in like a 2010 era uh, of game, and like and I miss your 2010 era. <laughs> I wish you knew me back then, man. <laughs> We've been turning up, but uh, and doing hood rat shit. But um, yeah, and the world is better also, off. Nah, um, it would have been too dangerous for us all. Historically, yeah. though, like JRPGs have also been turn-based, and uh, I can't really think of like a AAA or a seminal Western turn-based RPG. At least nothing comes to mind. So that's that was also another way in which you can make those distinctions. So, um, but yeah, I've always said like, yo, I'm a JRPG sicko, and like a lot of people have a reverence for that SNES early PS1 era uh, for those games. So Yoshida came out and said, yo, fuck y'all, stop putting that on us. Uh, yeah. I- 
I think it's going to be a big game. I think it's going to be um, my expectation is it's going to blow people away. And all of the anxieties that people have about it right now, all the of the ways that we imagine that it won't meet our expectations are going to fly out the window. And once people are actually playing it, I think they're going to love it. That's that's my bold guess for what's going to happen with Final Fantasy 16. Wow, Jeff. Damn. How Thank brave you. of you. Thank you. It's, not, it's time someone said it. S- someone's trying to someone's trying to slide into Square Enix's uh, inbox. <laughs> Actually, oh, yeah. they, they know <laughs> uh, every episode. I'm sitting here talking about how they're the worst publisher in the world. The Final Fantasy 16 seems OK. Yeah. yeah. I mean, hey, man, hey, hey, Square Enix s- be doing some questionable things. If you ask me, hey, Square Enix, yeah. you know, give me I- that left alive money. It's two years now that I've paid for FF14, and I ha- I haven't gone past level twenty. So you know I I'm obviously in your pocket. Get in my pocket. We'll we'll talk things. You know, just you got those veteran <laughs> rewards though. You can go dress up as Cloud Strife now. Oh man, yeah. uh, I want to dress up as Cloud Strife. I wanna I want to ride my fat chocobo. I think I lost my fat chocobo in like oh, the I'm tw- so sorry the twenty no. times that I've uh, started this game over and over again. Uh, Damn. Just like I believe Jeff Grubb might have gotten lost in space with Kerbal Space Program 2 Early Access. I, uh, I started this game. I've played a little bit of it. I'll just say that it's uh, I am immediately already hooked again. I'm already uh, noticing that it feels much more friendly to uh, getting back on board and learning how, you know, rocket science works. Um, it, it, the um, They've learned a lot about tutorializing that game and making it simple without taking away the ability to just start slapping things together and hitting the launch button. That still works. They're not trying to uh, guardrail you in. They're just trying to provide sort of scaffolding along the way with these tutorials to say, once you get frustrated that you keep, you know, blowing up in the ocean, come back here and we'll, let's talk and we'll show you a couple of pointers to make sure that you're actually going to get into space. And then you want to get into a, a steady orbit around the earth or around the, you know, the, the, the cur- around Kerbal, uh, well then, okay, we have the tutorials for that. And here's how you're going to put a satellite in space. And here's how you're going to get to the moon and all that stuff. It's, um, I think it's really well done. I think some fans of Kerbal Space Program 1 are coming to this game and finding issues. I think there's mm. very, they have very specific expectations on how things should work. There might be some performance issues. Uh, I, but I'm just, I'm very, I'm very into it. I am, uh, very happy with this game and i'm like early access this is exactly where this game should be right now just let it survive in early access for a while figure out all these problems and turn it into the best possible kerbal space program product and i'll be very excited for it now jeff how intimate were you with the first kerbal i played I, i played dozens of hours of it i got to the to the mun uh a couple times and i was never able to like um if I like lost an astronaut, I always had the idea of like, oh, I'm going to send out a ship and try to rescue him and bring him back. I was never that good where I could like pinpoint uh, a, a, an object in space and plan out uh, the exact rocket science required to go out and rescue that and rescue it. But mm-hmm. I liked that the game supported that if I wanted to do that. Um, there's also like they have difficulty levels in the game now. I don't know if Kerbal Space Program One had that. They have full oh. like real physics uh, all the way down to easy and a bunch of stuff in between. And I'm kind of, I think I'm playing on the recommended one or maybe a little bit higher. And uh, that's been I'm like that's kind of what I want. I I would I love the idea of maybe one day just playing this with real physics. Uh, but for now I'm like one step down, just learning the basics again uh, and getting back into it. But uh, I'm not familiar. I, I got Kerbal Space Program when it was. Um, 
I think $12 or $18. So not when it was like the, the $8 when it first debuted or $7, whatever it was. But I got it in early access before Steam early access was even a thing. I just bought uh -huh. it from their website. Um, so I, like I found my receipt the other day for that. So I, I played it a lot, but I'm not familiar enough with it to, to be able to dissect the differences between that game and this game beyond the obvious structural changes in how they're presenting everything. Yeah, my my only experience with Kerbal's really just watching Vinny and company uh, try and eventually blast off to space. Um, so I'm, I'm curious whether or not if I should just wait until Kerbal Space Program 2 is maybe out of early access or later in the early access period to to try and jet off to space with you. I think um, we uh, here's what we'll do. I will show you some for a video on the website giantbomb.com. And then we'll decide then we'll like go in there with that's the goal of like trying to decide like what's what's the right time for you to jump in. There is some sort of multiplayer component. Oh, um, and it's, I think everyone could just go in and start building together and working on different things at the same time. And like I like that idea of all of us trying to, you know, launch different vehicles into space at the same time and then having them, you know, uh, uh, connect in space so that we can then travel to the moon or however that would work. There's some cool, cool ideas there. Um, but also that would require a lot of synchronicity that might be impossible well, unless we're playing like if unless this, was, this was the only game we were playing, which, hey, maybe it should be because that's kind of where mm. I'm at with it. As soon as I started playing it, I'm like, I don't want to play anything else right now. Just give me Kerbal Space Program. Uh, I've, I've continuously thought about, you know what? I'm just never going to play a new game again, and I'm just going to choose one for the whole yeah. year. And I'm just going just gonna to weekly check-ins about how that game is going you know, for the the leading contender, and I'm not just saying this to get a cheap pop from the boys here, you know, FF14, uh, but like, you know, do we do we go all the way into Dwarf Fortress? Maybe, Ooh, maybe, maybe Kerbal is the way to go? Maybe. I would respect it. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, Grub, any other uh, thoughts on Kerbal Space Program? No, just that uh, you know, I, I like I said, there's a lot of negativity about the about this game out yeah. there, and I, so I, I would I would don't rush out and buy it. On my opinion, my opinion again is just very much based on I I'm enjoying the way that, that it's working so far. Uh, but maybe look for the Kerbal. If you are someone who really liked Kerbal Space Program One, maybe uh, you know dip your toe in before actually jumping in and, and making that purchase. You try it on the Steam Deck at all? No, I, I'm like I, I want the mouse and keyboard. So oh, I, just okay. go, I bet it works fine on there. But uh, no, I haven't tried it yet. Okay. Speaking about climbing to high structures like space, I have been immersed in Pizza Tower. Hey, yeah. Pizza Tower! Pizza Tower! Okay, pizza. come on. Don't offend our, our Italian no, friend no, here. No, no, I can say that. Give me a pizza. Okay. I'm okay. Right. It's, look, it's less offensive than the the long chicken parm sandwich that <laughs> we were talking about last time. Jesse, I want to let you know, on the topic of long chicken sandwich, um... My my partner and I we rolled up to the Burger King drive through and I was like, "Yo, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get that long chicken sandwich." And then she just looks at me. It's like, "Why the fuck are we in this drive through line? Let's yeah. go!" And then we we didn't order anything. We just drove through. Oh man, we didn't get a long chicken sandwich. You, you didn't get a Whopper, 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 Whopper Junior double chicken, triple Whopper at all. I was telling young her Elmo. that young Elmo, young Elmo. Uh, I was telling her that you know the the Whopper Junior is apparently the best. Distribution of burger. Yeah, according that's to Jeff right. Grubb. Damn right. Yeah, the Grub Master himself said so. And what and what'd she say to that? Did she? She probably just said nothing. She, she probably just didn't said talk nothing to you for the rest of the day. Yeah. 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 Okay. She just crossed her. Arm. <laughs> she just crossed her arms and was tapping her foot the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um. Oh. 
Uh, someone just said Whoppers make me smell like B.O. I don't know why Whoppers specifically <laughs> is making you... Maybe it's the onions. I don't uh, know. Uh, flavor crystals. That's what they, those are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pizza Tower. We play this on UPF. This is a game that is after my heart. And the thing is, I'm not 100% sold on the art style itself because it's too... It's almost too Ren and Stimpy, too Rocco's Modern Life for me. But, like, the actual mechanics of it... Um, if you're familiar with... Wario Land 4 for the Game Boy Advance. This is okay. exactly like that. So uh, imagine Wario is now a pizza man and he has even more mobility than he did in um, in, in Wario Land 4 because I think the, the most you'd be able to do is just like the hyper dash kind of thing like the Samus hyper dash. But here this takes like a fully maxed out mobility of Samus from Metroid, any of the 2D Metroids, and then slaps you in so you can do like a hyper dash and automatically run up a wall and then burst through uh, metallic blocks and also just do a 180 and do like a triangle jump, uh, a hot dive. And there's also a parry system, which is just like a bunch of hot poses, which is dope. Yeah, um, it's really good. It's There's so much happening constantly. Um, and once you get to the end of the level, you've collected all your little pizza friends um, and you touch the little block at the end, it is it then becomes a race to get back to the beginning of the level, much like Wario Land 4. I believe it's 4. Uh, I'm not going to listen to anyone if they try and correct me, though. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> and and it's great. It's, it's a real small title. It's 20 bucks. It, I, I'm playing it on Steam Deck and it, it plays perfectly. Um, I don't know what else to say about that because it's just... It's such an oddball game. Yeah, I'd I, I, like... I, I noticed it while we were playing, but just hearing you say, like, yeah, it is a fully powered up Samus plus Wario plus super baby Mario from Yoshi's Island with like the, be able, the ability to run up walls and stuff like yeah. that. And it's like it, that combination of stuff. And then it all just flows together so nicely because the animations all just they blend instantly. So it's like, yeah, it's it's really cool. It feels really good. Uh, it's it's surprisingly well done. For a game that kind of looks like it's aggressively trying to have this trashy attitude and, right. and trashy sort of demeanor. It's like, oh, no, that's that is just a facade it puts on to have like this attitude. And that attitude still works. But it, it underneath is still this really amazingly well-playing game. Uh, before I checked it out, Grub, I remember you say you comparing it to like a Wario plus Tony Hawk. And then I, yeah. I could not for the life of me understand that combination of a game. Um, but then uh to 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 explain that train of thought more for folks that could still be on the fence or uh, like me confused, it's the ability to just chain abilities and movement to completely yeah. like. There's points where um, you just blast through a screen and like you just have to do like it. It it feels like you're doing a bunch of Tony Hawk combos. You know, you're doing like a kickflip to Benihana to 360, and you wind up blasting through the level taking no hits you hit a parry perfectly and it's it just it just sings it just goes so well um and then the music in this game uh also amazing when everything else speeds up so does the so does the music and it just makes you feel really really tense but at the same time you're just blasted with visuals of 90s style cartoon pizza that mm -hmm. you know you, you can't help but sli feel slightly calm maybe i don't know Oh. It centers me for sure. Yes, yes. The the chaos centers me, uh, just like the the crime. I I have no segue for this. Mike, Who put this on here? 
<sighs> Who played Crime Boss? Admit it now. Not me. Who's to say? Who's to say? Not me. I am. Ooh. I need to know about Crime <laughs> Boss Rock K City. Is that what it's called? You don't. You don't need to know about. I that need game. you to tell me everything. Payday. Uh, legally distinct. <laughs> legally payday. distinct payday. Uh my god. How's Michael Madsen's acting? Not great. Tell oh, me about this the glove. is that game. Not great. Yeah, Chuck Norris. Danny Glover has gloves, right? That's is that yeah. is that what he's playing? Yeah, okay, Danny tell Glover, me about that. Danny Glover's he's alright. Um, Vanilla Ice. Yeah. Vanilla uh, bad. Jail. Chuck Norris. Jail. I mean he should yeah. be. Chuck, yes. Chuck Norris especially is yes. I extremely bad. So wait, <laughs> like do you have that fool pulled up a looked at a piece of paper and started reading his line and said, Fuck it. I'm sending that VO to, to yeah. the devs. That's actually exactly what I needed to hear to get me more excited about this game. Do, <laughs> what do is you Crime Boss? have a copy of this game? No, I, I played it at a preview event here in the Bay That's Area. That's right. They were asking about that. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm good. Um, <laughs> well, I'm here to do it for you. <laughs> thank you so much. Uh, okay, so what did you play? What was it like? But Yeah, tell me everything. This, this dude's way more hyped than Final Fantasy 16. Let me <laughs> tell you about the real goatee well, contender. Final Fantasy 16, I'm I'm hyped for like this, sure, yeah. this period, the four months four months before where everyone's gonna lose their mind. This one, I'm excited for the trash fire when it actually launches. Oh, I need to see that. Th this is uh, a month away from today. Yeah, exactly yeah, a month away. Let's go. Yeah, Crime Boss is it's supposed to be it's it's supposed to be similar to Payday. It's a it's a co-op shooter. I mean, you could play solo with AI partners whatever but the idea is that you can go on these these heists or whatever and then you you raid like a like a like a compound and then you steal a bunch of money or cocaine and then you bring it back to an extraction point and then waves of enemies come you're supposed to like take out all of the all the gang members who are guarding this warehouse whatever and then when all hell breaks loose then the SWAT team starts coming in and so well, you're it's that kind of game so if you've played payday 2 or if you've done uh, like a like a heist in grand theft auto online uh, similar vibe the only thing the thing with this game is that it doesn't necessarily feel great to play like the shooting the actual shooting aspect to it is it's not tight like it's uh it's kind of floaty and it doesn't yeah when i'm when i'm when i'm popping dudes left and right i'm it's not it doesn't feel like oh the way a shooter should feel uh but overall like structurally the game the idea is that you go there's different modes uh right so, but the idea is that you can you have this roster of characters and they all have different like perks and debuffs and they have different loadouts so they all have fixed loadouts too so whatever primary weapon or secondary weapon you get it's tied to whichever character you have on your roster uh, and the idea is that you, through more through more of these operations, you get more money and you can unlock uh, characters with different abilities, perks, and and weapons and stuff. But so you can be in a be in a position where you just like you have shitty characters, and that like that's kind of on you. But it's not fun to play. <laughs> like, damn. This has the weirdest assortment of celebrity. Yeah. Voices. Yeah. Should, we, should we just read it? All of them. Uh, Greg, so do you got, have it in front of you? Okay. Yeah, I do. It's got Chuck Norris, Damien Poitier, which I think is Sidney Poitier's son. Yeah, he's uh, actually pretty good in it. I'm okay. sure he is. Like, I, bet, yeah. I bet he's actually like bringing it because, of course, he is. Uh, Danny Trejo, Danny Glover, Kim Basinger, Kim Michael Manzer, Michael Rooker, and Vanilla Ice, and they're all on the cover of the game. Uh, yes, Chuck Norris is actually in it. That wasn't a joke earlier. Yeah, yeah. he's the like, villain. So we saw this. What was it? Uh, Game, Game Awards. Game Awards, Game Awards yeah. is when they Game Awards. This, yeah. 
Right. And the trailer, it, the, oh God, that was the best part of the game awards. Michael Madsen coming out and they had like the two actors that weren't in the game, but they're just like oh, trying to have the attitude of the game. And they're like, we're in the road for Rock K City. And they're like selling it real hard. Then Michael Madsen goes, wow. <laughs> like rolls his eyes. Oh, okay. I and remember I, I this died. now. I just uh, remember going, is this a bit? I like, I wasn't <laughs> sure what was happening. <laughs> right. It was so weird. And I'm like, hell yeah, that rules. I'm glad Michael Madsen's like, even he knows. Um, so, so yeah, the, I mean, do, do they feel like they're getting their money's worth out of that cast? <laughs> it's uh, not, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not tapping their pockets and asking how, how much they spent sure. on Chuck Norris's contract for this thing. Uh, but I imagine it would, it would be a lot more expensive than doing having other voice actors it doesn't the thing is is that it doesn't really it doesn't really add anything to the game i mean it's kind of right. cool like maybe you have michael madsen as uh travis barker or Tra travis baker who's the okay i was like travis wait baker. a minute blink 182 <laughs> he's not in i'm back in travis barker is not in this game oh, the main character is like travis baker or whatever and then like That's maybe right. you have him as like the main character and use him as a focal point for everything else but it just feels like yo we're gonna put fucking celebrities in this shit and we don't give a fuck uh yeah, but the the actual core of the game is, I don't know, man. Like I, I've, when I when I watched the trailer and some of the like the, the gameplay the before beforehand when they first revealed the thing, I was like, okay, maybe there's maybe there's something here because I love I love a good co op shooter. Like even if it's even if the gameplay is kind of mid or whatever, um, at least you know I'm playing something with my friends and that's fun in and of itself. Um, I just found on, on the foundation like the way the missions are designed, I think is part of the problem too because the game asks you to like stealth it and do stealth as much as you can and if you can get away if you can pull off this operation without getting caught you get like an extra star or whatever or there's you know it's you're more effective that way naturally the thing is that this game doesn't have stealth systems in place for you to actually do those things instead you just crouch walk for as much as you can avoiding guards and then once shit po starts popping off well then hurry up and grab all the shit and run and that's you know that's kind of how heist games would go right yeah. at some point it's going to turn into a shootout um it's just that the the there aren't mechanics or systems in place to encourage that kind of play style um, and there's certain characters who have silenced weapons for example um the thing is that at least in our demo there are, were very few characters who had silent weapons so we have no options other than crouch walk behind cover and hopefully we make it to wherever we need to go without getting caught and that's not that's not that fun and so i i don't know i don't know where, where the meat of this this game is coming from like was was there at least like decent enemy variety in the preview you played or was it all just cops. a lot of just cop okay yeah mm. yeah when what's the what's the swat team starts swarming they're like armored and some of them have like riot shields shields and they take a lot a lot they take quite a bit to to take down so you do have to do some teamwork there but honestly i'm just I'm just like popping shots and that's kind of it. <clears throat> so I don't know, like the, the characters don't really have special abilities to really talk about. Some of them have rocks that you can throw to distract guards. Oh, sick. Maybe they'll, maybe that's they'll have a grenade. Ability. <laughs> it's like, a yeah, tech. I'm decked out in a gold plated AK 47. And what's my, what's my, what's my accessory I got? I don't know, a pocket full of rocks. And like, what the fuck am I going to do with that? Um, so I don't know. Like I can tell you what you're going to do with it. Uh, you thank you. I just want to say thank you for committing to doing a UPF of us for playing the game when it comes out. Congratulations, all of you. Oh, Let's go. Oh, now. Go. Here it goes. Yeah, yes. you, can write, you can write the check to Michael Hyam. <laughs> pay, pay that man his money. This is yes. going to happen now. Jesse, I'm sorry. I know we couldn't get you in for I'm on board. 
Wild Thunder. Yeah. I I forgot the name of that game. Uh, Wild, no, 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 no. Yeah, Garth, Garth uh, Brooks is Wild Thunder. Okay, it's a Monster Hunter like. I I enjoyed it. There's like you build in it. Chat string. Uh, I'm not looking at chat. Wild Fang. Wild Hearts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, 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 there hey. we go. I just want to say quick after that V uh, Mix experience, my entire computer like just shut down and oh. it came back up so it might have been my computer's fault just just on that note it was very funny it, it's I, I apologize jesse vmix seems to hate your computer and lucy's computer specifically i don't know maybe, uh-huh. maybe like if that. we stop building up all these fire walls and start building fire bridges huh maybe what about that? Ooh, that's called bars what about Young that? Yeah, it's a, thank you jesse strand <laughs> game let's turn into a strand life absolutely i uh, just, uh, grub you don't you don't want to say strand games because uh something that i've been playing in my off time i don't know why uh that i, I don't quite want to talk about right now uh i've been playing a lot of death stranding Hell i was yeah. i got on my steam deck and i was playing some of it not too long ago i'm ready to get back into it maybe we should just have some death stranding time i i've been thinking about it i I, I feel like I've taken like a hard like three the uh, what's after three sixty so it's after a circle five forty Xbox forty five forty I've taken a hot five forty on Kojima lately and I blame Ooh. Dan I blame Dan um, yeah that's fair where like I think like Kojima's like oh, who are you stop doing this and then I'm like wait a minute let him cook let this guy <laughs> cook uh Michael Heim before we get to the game of the week you've also been playing. Or you've checked out Bayonetta Origins? Is this sure the have. is this the one like the the fairy tale one where she's a yeah. child? Oh yeah yeah yeah. Uh, so I am currently in the process of reviewing this for IGN, um, and so and the preview embargo went up uh, this morning. So I haven't done like an actual preview for it, but I am I am reviewing it. So uh, I've been playing some of it, um, and this this game's fucking cool. Oh. I, I, yeah, I'm okay. I'm really feeling it. I really, really like this game. There are so many moments um, where I'm smiling and laughing. It's so cute. This is talk about like we're gonna talk about the cutest game of the year real soon. But Bayonetta Origins is real close. This game is so wow. adorable. Oh my god, I'm just smiling from ear to ear, giggling, and it's a uh, it's a ton of fun. Like. It's uh, at least so far, you know, there there isn't like too much depth. This isn't this isn't a Bayonetta stylish action game. It's a mm. kind of uh, a top down isometric uh, adventure. It's very heavy heavy on like the puzzle adventure aspect to it. So you control Cereza, who's young Bayonetta, um, young Elmo, and you control um, <laughs> shouts out to young Elmo, uh, young Bayo, uh, Cereza. <laughs> young Bayo. She uh, and she has um, uh, Cheshire. Who's her stuffed uh, animal cat, who transforms into a demon, and you control both of them simultaneously uh, with the dual sticks. So oh. you control Cereza on the left stick, you control uh, Cheshire on the right stick, and the way you have to bounce between them because Bayonetta doesn't attack, but she can use like witch time to freeze enemies, and then you control uh, Cheshire to actually do the attacks. Um, it's pretty fun. It's pretty fun. I'm still still digging into the systems and seeing how how deep it goes. Uh, but there's also a lot of uh, like trial sequences where you fight. You're in like a combat arena and you fight a bunch of a uh, bunch of enemies. And then there's uh, some more deeper puzzle aspects where you 
kind of you have to control them simultaneously to progress through the the puzzle or whatever and those things are really interesting and i think it's a it's a nice change of pace um for bayonetta and i think just it, it's a nice palate cleanser after playing you know metroid prime mm-hmm. uh, and like hi-fi rush is like fun and colorful but is also a pretty challenging action game and especially coming back from the final fantasy 16 preview event Bayonetta Origins is just like a nice breath of fresh air so far. Um, so yeah, uh, I'm I'm really digging it. I think it's uh, it's showing a side of the Bayonetta franchise that I think um, that you kind of didn't really know was there. If any folks played Bayonetta three and unlocked that secret, yeah, this that is secret that, level, right? this is that. That was straight oh. up like that was them teasing this. Um, and then over the game at the game awards, of course, they showed um, they revealed Cereza and the Lost Demon. I was kind of like, oh yeah, that's that's the thing. I think Imran, I was we were talking uh, on Imran's podcast a while back where he uh, he unlocked that and talked about. It. He said, I think they're going to make a full game out of this before it was revealed, and sure enough, uh, they did. So he, yeah, Imran manifested it. Sure did. Damn it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Bayonetta Origins, Cereza and the Lost Demon. It's a very cute game. Okay. Okay. I kind of like the the controlling two two folks at the same time. Yeah, give, give me give me that cookies and cream action, baby. Yeah. Kind of uh, like yeah. the, the especially the art style. The art style is phenomenal. Like it reminds me of Okami in many ways. Sorry, Jeff. Um, so uh, uh, the Okami is that what you're saying? Yeah. 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 Sorry to that. Yeah. yeah. Listen, <laughs> just because it's a sore spot doesn't mean I can't appreciate it from a okay. distance. Just because I have no man? art. I don't want to talk I'm about. Ju- it. I'm just joshing him. I'm just <laughs> wrestling his jimmies. <laughs> I, I I failed on one of the very simple painting puzzles and gave up on Okami and never played it. <laughs> That's on you. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, definitely. To the best of us. It, no, just to the worst of us. <laughs> yeah. No. Kinda. That's it. All right, uh, gentlemen. Before we get to the game of the week, any other uh, loose ends want want shady chat about? Um, I I've put more time into Atomic Heart. Um, apologies. The quick look uh, had a couple uh, snafus. We have a third one recorded. Hopefully, oh it should should get going. Uh-huh. Um, I just <clears throat> Bacalar uh, put something interesting into my head with that game based off of the line reads. And Grub, you you've only checked out from what Bacalar showed you, right? That's right. I have it on my Steam Deck. I'm, I was gonna play it, but I, ha- I still haven't touched it. I've just seen what Bacalar showed me. Okay. There was some some real good stuff in terms of the voice, the character's voice, and what he says. It's wild. Uh, and the story and the voice acting component of this game, you can see across the internet, is probably the the weakest part of this game. It's there's a game ass game underneath all of that though that I've been kind of enjoying. Um, but because of how stilted the delivery is, and I don't know how this is in other languages or if this is only in like the English dub of the game. Um, but but uh, spoilers maybe I don't know. Uh, we posited that. 100% your main dude is probably a fucking android. He's probably a robot. Mm. Oh, I like okay. And that's yeah. how they that's how they try and like come across with like the the stilted delivery. That's why he says like crispy fuckers. Yes, or whatever crispy the fuck critters. He says. Crispy yeah, critters. Crispy ass critters. I just crispy ass creams. He uh he says fuck my life at one point in the the quick look that I watched. <laughs> I I do too, but well, yeah, I, but he's in 1950s USSR, so it's a little bit stranger. Yeah, and, and in the same way where I put odd inflections over the wrong part of words, he just has no inflections, you know? Yeah. Like if I said uh, like atomic hearts, you know, like I know that rubs people the wrong way, but he he would just say atomic hearts type of thing. 
Um, I'm, I'm going to check that out. I also, but I also really want to start like a dragon uh, ishin ishin ishin. Yeah. Ishin. Ishin, baby. ishin, Thank you. I think yeah. that's the one that yeah. of all the games that have come out that I've missed so far. I, you know, I, I finished Metroid Prime Remastered. I am like I'm barreling through Fire Emblem Engage and still just loving that game. Nice. Uh, there's yeah, there's so much good stuff still happening. Uh, but the one that I missed that I'm most interested in going back to is Ishin. Yeah, you should check out the yeah. review on Gamespot.com. Okay, yeah. guys. Uh, or well, Mike, on PrimaGames.com. PrimaGames, yeah. Yo, PrimaGames is spitting fire on that thing too. You know Mike Minotti went to the Final Fantasy 16 thing, and uh, he made a joke uh, about there's a dog that heals you, and he he made a pun yeah. where he called yeah, it a yeah, heel yeah. mutt, which because I think it rhymes with heel slut, so I think he thinks it's very funny, and he wants me to say the joke on here. I don't, I don't have the heart to tell him I don't think it's very funny, but let me. I, I mean, I'm gonna guys, you much shame it. here. Mike, oh, I love you. That's not. That's. that's I'm gonna. I'm gonna that's let not you okay. guys. That ain't you guys it. Are the experts. That ain't Is that it, okay? King. That ain't it, King. Nah. <laughs> can you? Can we revoke his Italian card? I Young Elmo I'll does not down. approve of these bars. <laughs> Lost all your rings now, Minotti. I'm yep. sorry. Yep. I'm sorry. Yep. 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 I'm gonna add a second emote in the chat that is you as a green apple. Um, mm. delicious, delicious. Uh, all right, gentlemen, uh, unless there are any last minute uh, loose threads. Uh, I do want to say very quickly, uh, I tried to play the Destiny 2 expansion before uh, we started here, and I waited in like a bunch of, hey, the servers are really screwed up right now, sorry, and then I got to watch the opening cutscene, and then we had to start, so I didn't get to play any. But the opening cutscene's pretty, pretty damn cool. That's that, all I got. That's how I feel about anything <laughs> Destiny related. That cutscene is pretty cool. I'm never going to check it out because it seems so, so far away. But something that's really close. Oh, Jesse, you were, I heard you inhale. What? Never mind. Uh, the game of the week Kirby's Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Yeah, I just uh, I just got um, the blue bandana uh, Waddle Dee with the spear for my oh, uh, daughter today, oh. so she's very happy. Hell yeah! She, got, she can't wait for her older sister to come home so she could show and they could play. He reps uh, the blue side. I'm I'm Man, several hours into this game. I'm really I'm really enjoying it. It's actually surprisingly good. Uh, I knew that this was in the lineage of Planet Robobot, Triple Deluxe, both games that are well regarded that I still haven't checked out. I'm gonna go back to them though after this one. Uh, I've been playing this game to get ready for the quick look, so I just kind of mm -hmm. kept going, kept going, and I ended up playing quite a bit of it. It was just, I was actually like happy to not put it down, where a lot of games I'm like, oh, okay, this is kind of a grind. It's like, no, this is just enjoyable, it's fun, it plays well. There's always a, a fun new mechanic, usually in terms of one of the powers you're going to get or how the powers are going to be used, uh, either to um, get you through the stage or to get one of the power spheres, which is one of the collectibles, maybe equivalent to... Uh, getting a dragon coin in a Mario, a new Super Mario Brothers game, where it's like, oh, that's where the difficulty comes. If you want to get all the collectibles, that's actually what makes this hard. Um, it's it's just a really enjoyable game. It's, it's Kirby through and through in terms of it's not going to try to challenge you too much, mm -hmm. uh, but it's it is still going to have uh, it will have some a lot of hidden stuff. That's where most of the enjoyment is going to come from. And then there's it's just packed with with the content in terms of uh, there's a whole other campaign after you beat it, which I haven't gotten to yet. Uh, Mag Magalore's quest or something like that. And then there's uh, Mary Mag Magoland, which is this series of mini games that are actually surprisingly good. Wait, like, is that like a religious like, reference? Like, yeah. Is that a reference to Mary Magdalene? Yeah, so it Yo, does sound like Mary Magdalene. Catholics, baby. It does sound a lot like Mary Magdalene. That's what? the thing that I've been hung up on, too. Yeah, uh, but no, it's Mary Magdalene. Is Kirby Jesus? Well, yeah, that goes without oh. saying. Yes. Mm. 
Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you know, I, <laughs> oh, oh, I wasn't thinking no. of Magaland. No. Oh, no. Time for Lent. Um, uh. Kirby doesn't observe Lent. He just eats everything, including mm-hmm. the fish. Oh, uh, oh. I can't wait to play it. Oh, I love Kirby so much. I'm Finally, just, I have I'm time. picturing. Of a portrait of the Last Supper, but Kirby is inhaling all. Yeah, the, the whole play, the whole table, table mouthful yeah. mode. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, and th- that, that's how he saves Jesus. Because then, yeah, Jesus Judas is, is in there. Yeah, Judas is just in his mouth. Oh yeah. man, is oh is Didi, King DDD Judas or is Meta Knight Judas or is there no Meta Knight? Meta Knight's like Meta Knight's like Kirby's rival. Like they're they're cool. So he's like but, a Pontius Pilate type. I feel is like Judas is Waddle D, right? Like it'll. Waddle Dee will turn on Kirby. Yeah, that's right. Waddle Dee can be a friend or a foe, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's like a million Waddle Dees, so. I'm sorry, what was that? Waddle Dee's nuts. Thank you. Fuck y'all. Thank you. Thank you. Fuck y'all. Escargoon is Judas. Okay, there we go. Escargoon is not in this game. Escargoon is totally Judas. Yo, Escargoon fucking hates Kirby. I gotta look this up. Hold on. Escargoon hates everything, though. Escargoon? What do you think that is, Escargoon? Just give me a guess. I haven't looked it up yet. I'm gonna assume it's a snail of some sort. My guy. Goon implies it's like a villainous snail. Yeah, <laughs> like you got it. You got a it. Mob boss What's a goon to a goblin? It's King DD's goon in the in the anime. So he's in yep. the Escar goon. Oh yeah, this is Judas for yeah, sure. Absolutely. I no think, questions uh, asked. I think Waddle D with the bandana, the Waddle D homie. He's Peter. Okay. Yeah. 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 Okay. okay. Yeah. I don't. I don't know my my Jesus lore that well. <laughs> So hell yeah, a Christian lore, but yeah, I'm, I'm that, that that's what's up, man. It checks Yo, out. What if what if Kirby right back at you is just like <laughs> an adaptation of the Bible? I think that's yeah. that tracks right. Please yeah. check out rather... my video essay coming to the site soon. <laughs> uh, Kirby is Jesus. Yeah. Fuck Veggie Tales. Eat my ass. Yeah. What is, what is what is going <laughs> with the Veggie Tales slander? <laughs> Next thing you know, you're gonna turn around and say like, Yo, you know what? Fuck the dragons and dragon tales. Oh, I love dragon tales. <laughs> dragon tales is good though. Dragon tales, dragon tales. That that song is a bop though. Tales. That song is a bop. I'm forty. <laughs> uh, grow up to rat stock. Sick. Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's wrong with Jesse Jesse going sick? Yeah. <laughs> Grub stating he's forty. Uh, it's it's just another kid show, Grub. It's like yeah, yeah. figured. Um, uh, it's it, they say okie dokie or to chokey a lot, or at least one of the dragons does. Okay. Do they um, say hiya papaya? No, that that's an that's an original from that one okay. game. That's, that's, uh, that's Maggie and the Fire. Ferocious Beast. Yeah. Uh. Grub, is this is this a remake of an older Kirby yeah, game? Yeah, it's it's a it's a, re, it's a deluxe version of the Wii game. So if you played Return to Dreamland on Wii, uh, you'll mostly know what to expect. There is a lot of new stuff, uh, but uh, I think at least at first it's going to be mostly recognizable things. Mm-hmm. What they've done is they took a lot of the mini games they made for that game. Uh, for the Wii version, where you were playing with a Wiimote and you were like throwing a, a, a shuriken with the, like with the Wiimote. Well, now you can just play with button controls, but you can still use the Joy-Cons if you want. Um, and then again, there's this whole other campaign with uh, Magalore at the end. And I think you, pl- I think in that, uh, Magalore is okay. So in this game, I, I don't want to Ma- type Magalore. How Magalord. do I? S- how, how do I spell Magalore in context of Kirby? 
I just put it in chat. M A M A G O L O R. I don't think it's M A G. Is it M? No, it's not M A G A L O R D. Magolor. I think uh, it's Magolor. That's not no. going to be podcast. Oh, this 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 guy. Okay. Yeah, so that guy, he crashes, basically crashes on the planet. He's, he's got a, a toe jam and a roll on planet Funkotron mess on his hands, where his spaceship crashed on planet Popstar, and all of the pieces of his spaceship spread across all these levels. So Kirby goes across planet Popstar, his home planet, gets all the pieces for Magolor, brings them back, the ship gets going, and then after you get through world five or six, then you go to Magalore's home planet, and then you continue the game there, and then you go through a, a number of worlds there. That's where I'm at right now. I just got to, to his home planet. Uh, so I'll, I'll be playing through that, and then I'll, I'll, I'll find out what the, um, the Magalore campaign is. But there, I think you play as Magalore, and, like, and if you want to play with other people, it's like various colored versions of Magalore. So I don't think you're playing as Kirby, which I'm like, I'm not okay. sure if my kids will be super into that, but Emmy has been drawing Magalore at school since she found out about this game. So <laughs> I'm just like, all right, there it is. All it didn't right. take long. Yeah, she's she brought home the whole thing. Hi, I'll show you. I, I tweeted it. Like you'll you'll really dig it because it's just like <laughs> it's Kirby Waddle D. Uh, yes, she's got. I think Escargoon is in there somewhere. So. The whole crew. Yeah, Escargoon is like my new favorite character. I'm, I'm like I am not. Gonna stop I gotta make a move about on this Escargoon toy that's on Etsy before someone else buys it, and it's like. Oh, I already bought it. I sold out. I got. I, will, I bought them all. Cut you. I'm coming for you. Uh, uh, Magalore. It's, it's, it's really good though. Looks uh, VV adjacent from FF9. Um, for folks. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Totally. Like a, like one of the Final Fantasy wizards. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm gonna just say it Magalore instead, to, so I don't inadvertently say keep saying Magalore. Sure. That's that could that sounds right. Uh, just because magic. was mask. Is that anything? <laughs> That's that's something. Uh, you know what? I'll, I'll I'll give you this. There you go, Jesse. There you go. And that about does it for talking about video games today. Uh, someone keeps saying Macklemore. You know what? That's that's it. It's just Macklemore. There you go. It's just Macklemore. Um, you guys remember that Kirby game with Macklemore in it? Yeah, twenty dollars in his pocket. Yeah. What? Is popping some tags. Is Macklemore okay? Is is Macklemore doing all right? I don't know. All right. Listen, I don't know. We've been asking that for a decade now the, the yeah. minimum wage in seattle is like 15 dollars an hour he's fine okay all right there we go there we go uh we're gonna take a quick bricky break and find our friend macklemore see if he's doing okay we're gonna go uh cr collectively crochet some escargoon <clears throat> uh toys and plushies and put them on if the you do that, bomb I'll buy store. Them from you uh I'll, first i have to learn how to crochet um but we'll we'll, we'll see Fair enough and we're going to cool off real quick, and we'll be back with the news after this break. When it comes to hiring, you need to trust your gut. But what if you could give your gut some help? When you want to find top talent fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, Assessments, and Virtual Interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's US data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Yo, 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 yo. One of the best things about Indeed is that it does all of the work for you. You sponsor a job, 
instant match happens and it shows you all of the candidates whose resume on Indeed fits the job description immediately after you post. With Indeed Instant Match, you can start hiring fast. Join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. And now with Indeed, you only pay for quality applications that meet your criteria. Visit indeed.com slash bomb to start hiring now. Just go to indeed.com slash bomb. Indeed.com slash bomb. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Breaking news, everybody. Uh, before we get to the actual proper news, uh, I need to throw up this one. This, this isn't actually problematic. This goes for- that went for too long. Okay, I need to just cut all these sound bites. Uh, this seems like an extreme deal. Jesse, you mentioned that you were dual-wielding glizzies for six dollars? Six dollars. I was- uh, I was at a bar. I wasn't- I wasn't drinking. I was, you know, I was like, oh, bar I'm glizzy for responsible. Six, okay. And then I was like, oh, they got a food menu. Maybe I'll, you know, I'll get a little snack. Yeah. Looking at the menu, and it's like wings, nachos, jalapeno poppers, your typical bar food. Yeah. $10, 11 $12 varying. Your normal amuse-bouche. Two hot dogs, six bucks. And in I, New York, I in got New York it. dollars? In New York dollars. And I got those two hot dogs, and let me tell you, they were basic hot dogs. They offered me ketchup or mustard if I, if I wanted. I chose not to. That's a different story, though. And... I, you know, I downed those two glizzies. I dual wielded them at the bar. My friends turned around and suddenly I had two hot dogs in my hands and I was just eating them. Now, okay, what is the move here? Are you like taking a bite of each, you know, like yes. proper dual? Okay, I was going to say mm -hmm. you finish one, then go for the other one. Okay. No, because then you're awkwardly only holding one hot dog when you could be holding two glizzies at any given time uh -huh. and then finish them equally. Now you, you say know, awkwardly holding one hot dog, but I do feel like holding one hot dog is the normal um, no, because see, you gotta get you gotta get like a long dog, like a twelve a twelve incher. Okay. Uh, or some people will call that one foot if you're here in the states, but you know you get you get a foot long uh, a dog. A third meter if you're elsewhere. It's a third meter. A <laughs> third meter. Thank you. <laughs> um, and you you hold it with both hands. You know, you get the you get the long glizzy. Uh, yeah. Mm. yeah. You gotta, Let me get a and, third and, meter long, please. That's my Canadian. I did freak out the bartender though because um, they asked if I wanted ketchup or mustard and I said no nah, I'm gonna raw dog it and then just kind of <laughs> took both hot dogs <laughs> let's go hell yeah they, and she was like they're like fair enough see right. okay is that it's a man who knows what he wants now is that no ketchup or mustard no condiments is that raw dogging it I would have called it dry dogging it yeah we could, you could dry. I mean, look, dry humping the raw dog. Yeah, you dry the raw dog. It's 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 a simple process, you know. It's raw dog because you have no condom mints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, you and Hammer yeah. in Texas making the same joke at the same time. Get out of here. Oh shit, frills. There we go. Okay. All right, all right. Uh, I don't have the news queued up, so uh, Jeff Grubb, this is the uh, news music for now. <laughs> 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 That's the news because we're all in awe of the news that is happening. Mm -hmm. Jeff Grubb, what do we got going on? It was 3 a.m. And we were all asleep, except for Jesse, who was awake. And From Software decided to tweet that Elden Ring DLC is confirmed and what? coming. The Shadow of the Erd Tree expansion is confirmed. It, they say it is currently in development. We hope you look forward to new adventures in the lands between. 
Shadow of the Erd Tree, which is what it's called. Doesn't have a release date, but it will be coming to... This actually messed me up. Elden Ring came out on PS4 and Xbox One. Mm-hmm. Do people really play that video game on there? That's messed oh, up. Don't probably, do that. probably, right? Don't like, do that. Yeah. Please. I know. Uh, this, this is classist. Yeah, don't do that. Save yourselves. No, no, uh, I'm, not, I'm not agreeing with you. I'm, no, I'm no, no, you guys. No, I'm, I'm definitely being classist. Absolutely. I'm, uh, <laughs> join us, one percenters. Come on. Stop being a brokey. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where my Paris Hilton shirt says, "Stop being poor with a PS4." Uh, it will Ooh. become to PS4, PS5, Xbox One, Xbox Series X and S, and PC via Steam. Um, yeah, let's go. I'm just like, yeah, that, uh, I, I kind of can't think of anything that's more exciting than more Elden Ring. Uh, that map was so big already, but it was so dense. I'm almost like wondering how do they fit more stuff into into there. But I'm I'm ready to see them try. Uh, it's it, this is what you know. One of the things we've been waiting for for a long time. It almost seems like we should have heard about it long before this, but. I think like everything with Elden Ring, it's taking them a little bit longer just because the game is so big. Mm, according yeah. to the chat, it is a second map entirely. A second map? Wow. Man. See, that's why, that's why I'm like, I, it's a shadow of the Erd Tree. I was like, well, then it's going to be on the same map, like kind of on that same, but okay. Nope. Second map. Y'all, y'all wow. checking on uh, one Ooh. tomorrow, Hussein? See if he's all right. Nah, he's been I mean, laying on the floor. Are we doing like a like an underground situation? I, I mean, I guess there already is underground in that game, but are we going, Oh, like a Zelda deeper? type of dealio. Is that, is that maybe the route we go? I, I don't know. The second map is the first I'm hearing of this. And so I now my brain is just running wild with possibilities. Yeah, um, a dark I, world. Yeah, totally. I think that I, um, would be very cool. I, I don't know if y'all are familiar with the app Time Hop, but it yes. uh, it allows you to like look at things the day of, you know, you know, previous things you've posted. And so like we're in the period now where like everyone was playing Elden Ring this time last year. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm seeing tweets from last year where it's like, I'm 75 hours in and I just found another new area of this video game. And I'm 85 hours in and I found a second new area of this video game. And so I'm having more game is wild because there's already so much of it. Yep. Two, two years a- ago, I, I had a face mask on. Oh, oh hell my yeah. God. What Why? The fuck? Look, at, look, look at that. I got oh, we got we got, we got shadow shadow me? the urge tree leaks. Oh my god, it's my sleep paralysis demon. I didn't know it was you. I'm just trying to be pretty, man. Okay, Been Look, a good skincare routine is important. Been trying. Uh, Final Fantasy 16 is not coming to PC six months after PS5 launch. That's notable because that's when the PS5 exclusivity deal ends. The reason it's not coming is Square Enix is going to start optimizing the PC version after the PS5 yeah. version launches. In the meantime, they are all in on getting the PS5 version to be as good as possible. I think, uh, despite what happened with Final Fantasy VII Remake, and I say what happened as if it was some tragedy, it sold 5 million copies um, despite like the massive amount of hype for it. It's still pretty good. Final Fantasy XVI should do much better than that. It is launching in a different environment. This is going to be one of the first big games on one of the fastest-selling consoles in the world. So I, I think uh, that they should be able to hit you know, 5 million, 10 million pretty quickly, especially if this game comes out and does rock reviews like I expect it to. Um, but I also, yeah, it, it's coming to PS5 probably in that first year, or I'm sorry, PC after in that first year after the PS5 launch. Uh, did, did you guys get any details beyond this when you talked to uh, Square Enix? No. Um, not on the PC specifically, but like the one point that they did make sure to tell us in the presentation before was like, we played the game in resolution mode and they were like, we're working on the frame rate mode. Like that's, right. we're still, so it's like, they're still ironing out a lot of that stuff for PlayStation five. So I'm not surprised to hear that. Like, they're like, look, we got a whole bunch of other stuff for PC. If that's, you know, to, to, to deal with, we're not, mm. 
we're not even worrying about that right now. Yeah, right. So, I mean, an optimization is probably going to take a m- much longer for the mm-hmm. for the scale of this game and some of the the cinematic transitions between like different phases in the battle. Like, there's just a lot going on visually. Uh, so I imagine that those things are tough. It's not like this is a last gen game. Uh, that's that would probably be easier to port over. So, uh, yeah, that's there's a lot of work ahead of them. It's just that like oh six months like maybe contractually they can put out a PC version yes. in six months, but that's just like I'm not I ain't gonna do that because uh, <laughs> right. that does that does take a lot of work and you yeah. know. There was also that weirdness, uh, like when the game first got announced, that that original trailer had like also available on PC, and then they like quickly scrubbed yeah. that, and they were like, no, 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 like, no, 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 yeah, yeah. So PC so. ports always been kind of like a weird area for for this yes, game. Yes, it's, it's been odd uh, with this game specifically because it's uh, this is not getting that perma uh, exclusivity that they seem to have. Oh, it probably is in terms of Xbox, but in terms of coming to PC, the Final Fantasy VII remake I think took about a year. And that was, I think that was contractual. Uh, so this one's six months, but somewhere between six months and a year, I would expect it to hit PC. Yeah. And, uh, and like in the six months afterwards, we're going to be close to Rebirth coming out. And we should probably be on the verge of a new uh, expansion pack for Final Fantasy XIV. So Square Enix, on the, at least on the Final Fantasy front, are going to be very busy after even after 16 comes out yeah so. th- then square Enix on the other front is gonna have balan wonder world 2 the quiet man 2 left sick. alive 2 let's Avalon's fucking go fall reboot like, yeah ooh, babylon's, babylon's fall let's go oh, one out. i guess that's today babylon's fall closes down today oh uh, man we missed our chance to do that for upf damn, damn. it all right damn i guess Ooh. i guess next time platinum <laughs> damn uh, IOI is developing a, quote, bold new online fantasy RPG. This is the Project, Project Dragon that we've heard about for a long time. IOI was working on this game with Xbox. I don't know if it's still working on it with Xbox, uh, but it basically they confirmed it so they could attract talent to the game. Yo. Like I, a hitman. Sign me up so hard for this game. Yeah. I don't know what, but I trust IOI with virtually any and everything. And right. I pitch so, on something? Let's do it. Uh, what if this fantasy RPG is just you are playing as Agent 47 really in character <laughs> in a fantasy setting? So, like, Agent 47 never breaks his character, but right. he is dressed up in, like, fantasy garb, and you are just playing this game as Agent 47 believes he is the character in a fantasy Right, no, RPG. he LARPed so hard, yeah. he manifested a new reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah, So it's an isekai. to me. Yeah. yeah hit, hit, oh, Hitman isekai, let's go. I love it. A Hitman in King Arthur's Court. That's, oh, uh, that's a good God. one right there. Uh, hey, yeah, I'm right. I'm right there with you, Jen. Uh, basically, anything, anything the studio wants to do, if they think it's a good idea, I trust them. Uh, let's see this an online fantasy RPG. Okay, I, 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 what I heard early on was it's like it was going to bring the camera in close, but otherwise, it was going to take a lot of ideas from Diablo, things like that. I'm like, okay, yeah, I think they could do something very cool with a game like that. Uh, Miyamoto doesn't want us worrying about what will happen if he retires. Uh, this is from an, an interview with NPR. You know, I really feel like it's not going to change. And he's talking about Nintendo. It's probably going to be the same. There's, you know, people on the executive team, creators within the company, and also people who create Mario. They all have the sense of what it means to be Nintendo. And so it's not like there's a lot of different opinions that go back and forth. Everyone has an understanding, this kind of shared understanding of what it is to be Nintendo. And so even so, even when there's new ideas that come up, there's always the fact that it's a new idea, but also the fact that 
is it a new idea that really has the essence of Nintendo or not? And I think that's something that, you know, we have this incredible shared vision, almost a little scary shared vision about this. So I think there won't, it's not going to change, is how he finishes. Um, I think that's the sense I've gotten from Nintendo for a long time, especially as he's gotten more hands-off with the games uh, at Nintendo, especially uh, with, with Zelda for a very long time, Mario for a pretty long time, um, even Pikmin, I'm sure he's not like day-to-day development on, on, the, on those games. Uh, he's trained a new generation of creators underneath him, uh, who are now the old guard. And so like the oh. Nintendo has attracted people who wanted to make games like Miyamoto. And now they have a whole plethora of mini Miyamotos running all those game franchises. So this, this sounds right. Yeah. This is like, this is like just normal shit that happens at companies. Like Miyamoto is not like, I imagine he's not like in the weeds developing shit no. for tears of the kingdom. Like, you know, you, you, you make it to a certain point and you're like, all right, I'm chilling. I'm just going to like, yeah. I'm going to open y'all. a theme park and I'm going to go make a movie. Oh, yeah. All right, Miyamoto. I'm going to make the movie. Make it the movie. It's the same thing Koizumi still there. So like, yeah. you, you know, Koizumi is someone I, I, I very much trust. Uh, yes. And he's still very, he is still very much involved in day-to-day operations. Did, so. did Miyamoto ultimately uh, affect what they would wind up calling the Nintendo Wii? Cause what was it codenamed for a while? It was like, a pro- was that revolution? Um, revolution revolution, right? And it was like, yo, let's call it the Wii. So the little avatars you can get are called Mii's. And just so he can just think that they're all his little children, his Miyamoto's, his Mii's, you know, hmm? the uh, Mii's, yeah. I think, I think that you broke, you cracked the code. I yeah. see you. Got it. I see you, Miyamoto. Don't, don't, yeah. don't, don't think. Trying to, trying to put Me your seed out there. Yeah. Man. Plants some seeds for some me's. Miyamoto's yeah. spelled with two I. Get on Nick Cannon's level. Oh, okay. Well. That's no, a whole I different, a whole different no, ball game. That's a different level. I'm not ready. Uh, I'm already not ready for fatherhood. I can't do 16 children. Jeez. <laughs> oh, but you're uh, taking care of a widow baby. Yeah, she's all right. Oh, Managing dudes. director responsible for Beyond Good and Evil 2 has left Ubisoft. Uh, this is a quote from Ethan Gock over Kotaku when he was like tweeting about the story. The beleaguered project is once again undergoing changes, including new game and creative directors. This is so this is so weird. This game's been in development for like 10 years. I don't is has it been? Has it actively been right. in development? I, I, like, yeah. right. It's been um announced for 10 years. I think it's been on and off. And I be, I beleaguered feels like not a strong enough word for what is going on with this. I, there again, once again, a, a Beyond Good and Evil Two might one day exist as a product. I think it will have less than zero percent to do with what we saw in that or, or in those original trailers with uh, you know Joseph Gordon Levitt. Did, and all did that no stuff. one submit? Yeah, did no one submit any work to Joseph Gordon? That's what it was. Hit record. No yeah. one hit record on that thing. No one hit record. Damn, that's why you need backups. We baby. dropped the ball. He's going to send out a letter. This we need you all to step up. <laughs> When it, was the last time you. we actually saw that game? It was like 2017? 2017, yeah. yeah. Years and years ago. It was, it was around the uh, time of the Vivendi yeah, uh, the hostile the, takeover. Hostile takeover, right? So that's when they brought it up. It's like, this is what's going to make our stock t- price move. I'm like, is it? Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Zelda Tears of the Kingdom website says the game is getting DLC. In the fine print, you could read, full version of the game require, is required to use DLC, which is sold separately. Um, this isn't surprising, but people are like, are kind of mad about this in a weird why? way. What? Right. Why? But this it, is such it, a non-story. Yes. It's the old thing of, oh, they're starting to make DLC before the game's even out. That they should just put it on the disc. I'm like, oh my God, are we still having this conversation. That's like horse armor shit. Like, are we still talking about this? But some people are still kind of getting up in their feelings about it. Uh, 
this is just part of the plan at this point. They start making the game and then there's some stuff gets left in the cutting room floor and then they turn that into DLC later. Yeah. And that's just part of the process. It's the most normal thing in the world. Like, uh, but yeah, you, I'm almost excited about yeah, it. Yeah, like would you want like what is maybe currently be a half-baked idea to be like shoved into the game versus them putting it to the side, Absolutely. marinating on it more and then properly implementing it? Like, you know, what uh Breath of the Wild had DLC. They had the bike, right? Yep. Totally. And that bike they were trying to put in the game. Yeah. Yeah. They were trying to put the bike in the game from the beginning. They couldn't make it work. So they just made it work in the DLC. That's the way it should go. And that's, I'm sure that's what's happening here as well. Breath of the Wild's like first DLC was mostly just like update. Like it was just like, oh, here's the the mode that tracks your progress through the map. Right. You can see your trail. Here's a bunch of new costumes. Here's, you know, some new stuff. It was like mostly stuff that like they were probably working on prior and then we're like we don't have time to you know have this fully fleshed out well you know we'll, we'll put it in later when we can when, yeah. when and then they when went ready and then they had like two parts of that dlc so it's like you get some of that yeah. stuff and you get the stuff that they clearly fleshed out way afterward a master quest and all those things so yeah um there was a pokemon presents this past yeah. week uh yes. big the big details from this two-part expansion to scarlet and violet one's coming in fall 2023 the other one's coming winter 2023 that probably means yeah. like yeah, well, you exactly. That's right. That's now. They mean they probably mean it's going to come in December and not like December twenty first, but like early December. They can't get dates right. How am I going to trust them? This is this is every Japanese company, which is why when people are like, "Oh, Final Fantasy Seven Rebirth," they said winter. That means early twenty twenty four. I'm like, I don't think so. I think it means later this year. At least that's what they intended to oh, mean. Oh no, I think. Yeah. That's a different conversation, but rebirth. No, is- I want to hear what you think because uh, Mike took it in our fantasy draft, uh, fantasy critic, and everyone made fun of him. And I'm like, I think he's right. I think it's coming this year. What do you Re- think? Rebirth ain't coming this year. Okay, oh, okay. Well, you, um, you, well Mike, you, you heard it here first. Core. Well, you heard it here and like 100th. Yeah, right. well, yeah. I thought it was the Crisis Core timeline, right? Where the, where it's like it comes out in December, but yeah, they well, said winter, and then it came out in December. Yeah, yeah. So that's what I thought. But I, I, oh, was, well. I thought it was coming out this year. Yeah, yeah, but, but well, you know what? I think we're all going to find out relatively soon. Mike, Mike Minotti says, yeah. "Shit, uh, Pokemon <laughs> Sleep finally releasing later this year. Why are they showing? What? Well, just release this stupid thing. Just release Pokemon Sleep at this point." Uh, Michael Hyam, are you going to sleep with your Pokemon? Whoa, hey, hey, hey you hey, don't got to hey, say hey, it like that. Are man. you going to sleep? Are you going to c- c- know your Pokemon carnally? <laughs> Yo, Jeff, yo, get this, get this man out of here. Look, all I'm saying is that trailer, that trailer, those Pokemon were a little too close for comfort. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) Yo, that trailer was fucking weird. We watched it yesterday. It was, I'm not going to lie. That shit was weird. It's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to snuggle my Rallet, and that's about as much as that, that's going to go. So the the, the app is basically you. uh, It's like any sleep tracking app. You just Mm -hmm. say, "Hey, I'm going to sleep now." You put your phone down, face down, and then it like listens to you. And then apparently in this game, it's like it's going to listen to you. And then based on like the sounds you're making, they're like, "Well, some Pokemon make sounds like that when they sleep." So we're going to say that this Pokemon was sleeping with you, in sleeping in the bed with you. Is that better? Is that better? Um, Mm. Okay. None of it's good. Yeah, it's snuggling next to you. uh, I just saw it again. Shouts out to Tangela White. Tangela White, White baby. Tangela White. Tangela White. Damn, you see it? Wait, we talked. Did we, I think we like a couple of episodes ago. We talked about that video where That's she way um, too long. What? Okay. She was like, she was crying because she got very emotional after a certain scene. Well, anyway, whatever. Pokemon Sleep. <sighs> oh boy. Oh boy. Okay. I watched uh, it back. They, it was pretty cool. 
There is a stop-motion Netflix show called Pokemon Concierge. Everyone says it looks like Pokemon White Lotus. And then Minto oh. said it was Jennifer Tentacoolidge. Oh, Jennifer that's Tentacoolidge. good. I like that's that. That's that works, that okay. works, too. I was very excited about that. Um, we didn't see much of it. We saw like one, ep- like one shot of a Psyduck walking past the camera on a beach. Uh, but stop motion and it looks cute. Uh, how do you guys feel about uh, Pokemon shows being dispersed across multiple platforms? Because this is on Netflix. I think there's other Pokemon shows elsewhere. Is it just that's how it goes? I think it's about I think time. It's, yeah. Yeah. Like okay. some of the best Pokemon stuff that's out there right now is all the stuff that's kind of being on, on the periphery. Like uh, I think of Jan, you you would probably remember. Uh, it's the series they did with X and Y where they went Pokemon Journey, not Journey. Where they went back and retold the story of Red, but then they added yes. like mega evolutions at the end. Yeah, it was like yeah. a five part like Amazon series or something. That like, was that a was really good. Yeah, they they've done some good stuff. Yeah, they did some like I forget what it was specifically called, but leading up to Sword and Shield, they did some like very short um, scenes to play up all the new gym leaders and everything. I think B was a uh, a big focus of that, and her Machamp broke her arm. And that's Jesus why, Christ. uh, like she has a cast in the game or, um, Twilight Wings. That's what it was called. Yep. Thank you, Cam. Uh, yeah, I, I am all for other studios taking, um, the Pokemon IP and just doing their thing with it. I mean, yo, we got Pokemon or Detective Pikachu and I thought that was a great movie. Let's, let's see more of that. Yep. I think that's uh, that seems to be what they're indicating that they're going to do a lot more of this kind of thing. So, and it's it does. I think you're right. It's about time. It makes sense. Um, as part of this, uh, the update for Pokemon Scarlet and Violet went out the other day. Uh, people scoured it. They were looking for imp- improvements to performance. Didn't find a single thing that improved performance wise. There were other bug fixes, other things done to the game, but performance did not get updated. This is uh, interesting though because. Uh, after that Pokemon Presents, people noticed a 4chan post that went up beforehand where the person said that they work at a support studio for Pokemon, uh, for the Pokemon company and for Game Freak, and they, they are working on content for the games. And they basically said everything that was going to be in the Pokemon Presents. And they accurately said, oh, there's like a, um, a mystery Pokemon with a green mask, special terrestrial appearances. The third legendary Pokemon is a large blue turtle. All those things turned out to be true, I believe. The last line of their post said, we are working on a graphics enhancement patch for the new Nintendo Switch models that will be released alongside DLC 2. Now, that means that there is, okay, let's, let's, let's just read it as, as uh, the most optimistic take and then let's start poking holes in it afterward. Um, the most optimistic take would be this is saying that there are new Switch systems coming out alongside the second drop of DLC um, for Pokemon, mm-hmm. uh, and, and or it, yeah, well, yes, let's just say that's that's the case. That means winter 2023, there will be new Switch hardware. Uh, I think it's new Switch hardware in terms of like this is a special new skinned or uh, like new OLED Switch or new Switch Lite right. that is skinned yeah. to be so for the is, DLC. That's entirely possible because a graphics patch could just. Be like, oh well, we're, we're yes, we're going to relaunch the games at that time. New switch, new switch models, at that time, and there will be a new version of this game going up on store shelves that has all the DLC in, and they're going to bundle those things together. And we want to have a graphics patch to make it run better. Or um, they are going to do a graphics patch, 
and it's going to be ready to go, but it won't work until a Switch model launches way later. Like uh, it's, it'll just be there, ready to go, but it will, it won't be active until the Switch model comes, whenever it comes. They don't know; they're just getting ready for it. There's a whole bunch of things here that could be uh, mis lost in the translation. This was they said that they are their English is very poor, so they used a machine translation to complete the post. So things could have been lost here. We're not sure, but. There, there is reasons to maybe start thinking something is happening here. Um, but I also don't blame anyone who continues to be very skeptical about a new Nintendo Switch system coming that has more power this year. Although I might be, I'm gonna, I think I've decided I'm going to get back on, on that train. I'm going to believe. For this year? For this, for, for, yeah, why not? Wow. I don't really know. I have no <laughs> idea, but why not? Let's just, I'm going to get my hopes up. Let's go for it. For this year. Something. <sighs> if it's this though, right? It's like, that sounds more like a Switch Pro which they just can't do now, right? It's been too long. Yeah, yeah. You, need, you need new switch, like like new next step hardware, not just like a middle ground. Yeah, it would have to be, it have to be like a super switch that actually is actually a switch too, but somehow they try to position it as a switch pro. I don't know. I don't know, uh, but yeah, why not? Let's say that later this year we're actually gonna hear something. What if it's a super dock that you plug your switch into and then it just boosts everything? Throw it in the trash, I don't want it. It's like one of those uh, razor things you like jam a graphics card into. Yeah, yeah, the, 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 external, <laughs> yeah. the eGPU external GPU. Yeah. Hell yeah, let's go. Let's well. get some uh, Thunderbolt ports on a Switch. Uh, mm. EA lays off over 100 Apex Legends testers. Mm. Kotaku reported this earlier today. Uh, EA's Baton Rouge office, uh, basically everyone there without warning was let go. Uh, this was a shock to both of those laid off as well as their direct managers uh, who are full-time employees at EA who did not know this was going to happen. Uh, which just sounds like the kind of way the way this, these things often work. Um, this I think it seems like this continues to be these companies looking to save money wherever they can and just making these cuts in pretty cold ways. Uh, although EA does continue to make a lot of money, uh, as we always point out, every, even as they try to claim that they're in such dire straits. Um, Luminous Productions to be fully merged into Square Enix. Uh, Square Enix Holdings, this is a quote, Square Enix Holdings Company announced that it will merge its wholly owned subsidiary, uh, subsidiary Luminous Productions Company Limited into its wholly owned subsidiary Square Enix Company Limited, effective Monday, May 1st, 2023. The merger is part of the company's efforts to further, further bolster the competitive prowess of the group's development studios, a goal set forth under its current medium-term business strategy. Uh, Luminous eventually posted a, a, a post themselves talking about this. They said beginning on May 1st, our talented team will join Square Enix to deliver new innovative gaming experiences to players across the globe. When we established Luminous Productions in 2018, our vision was to make AAA games that fuse technology and artistry to deliver completely new play experiences. Having the chance to do just that has been a dream come true. We appreciate you taking this journey with us and look forward to continuing to create new entertainment and experiences as part of the Square Enix family. As part of that post, they went on to say that they would um, continue making updates to Forspoken. This to me sounds though like a, um, hey, Forspoken didn't work out the way we were expecting it to. Uh, so here, here's the alternative. You are now just part of Square Enix working on generic Square Enix games. You're no longer this studio standing on their own making most, most of their own decisions. I don't know, do you guys read it in a different way? I, I think you got the seems like you got the right read on it and I don't know I don't know if it was banking on the success of Forspoken but uh, yeah I mean at this point I, I don't know what 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 else Luminous had in store 
besides yeah. uh, in, in a post forspoken world. So I don't know if this may have been like predetermined, like once you finish this project, we're going to merge you into the company. Uh, but I mean, yeah, it's a. Uh, doesn't necessarily surprise me but uh, i don't know if the, how this affects other people's jobs if there's you know company mergers then <clears> you know how it is with all these all these mergers not that it was like a buyout or like sure. someone no no yeah these are two, a lot of moving two, pieces this is already a subsidiary of yeah. square enix but that doesn't mean there won't be redundancy is exactly. what I think yeah. yes yeah, so yeah. yeah i think you're probably right about that um it might not affect them immediately but down the road it makes it more likely um i think that with, with this, it's it does it just sounds similar to what happened with uh, Dice after like during Battlefield twenty forty two, where it's oh. like that was a make or break moment for its independence. I think this was a make or break moment for for uh, Luminous's independence. Um, and the sixty four, sixty five Metacritic, whatever it is, I think that's sort of that was all she wrote for this game, basically. Yeah. Unless it had some miraculous uh, uh, sales burst or something, and that never that never manufactured or manifested. Excuse me. Um, let's see here. Ubisoft is apparently working on three other Assassin's Creed games in addition to the six we've heard about previously. I hope you guys like Assassin's Creed games. Uh, Project Nebula, made by Ubisoft Sophia. Uh, three settings in India, or sorry, the three settings for, uh, for this are India, Aztec Empire, and Mediterranean. Uh, there's Project Raid, which is a four-player co-op PvE game. And then Project Echoes, or Echios, a multiplayer title using Ubisoft Scalar technology. I, I don't know what that Scalar. is. Scalar. This is in addition to the six previous games that we heard about. Uh, Mirage, which is the one that's been now been officially announced, right? Uh, that is the one, the, the, the Middle East uh, throwback Assassin's Creed game that's going to be more like the original Assassin's Creed games. Uh, Codename Red, which is the uh, part of Infinity that, that takes place in Japan, I believe. Then Jade, which I think is the mobile game. I'm doing these from memory. Uh, Hex, oh. which is the one that goes in the Holy Roman Empire. This is also part of Infinity, I think, and has the Witch Trials as, a, as its backdrop. And then Invictus, which I think is the multiplayer one. And then Nexus, which I think is a VR sort of thing. This is too much. This is too much. It's too now, much. Assassin's Creed. Creed multiplayer kind of slaps, though. I really did like yeah. the yeah. multiplayer yeah, yeah. in those earlier games. If they're making a multiplayer that's kind of like that, you know what? I could get down with that. It is like it is it's a lot especially on paper it is um we don't know the timeline on these are they looking 10 years out i guess over a long enough timeline this stuff starts to make sense i i but i mean i don't think they start developing games 10 years out so uh, are a lot of these going to be the spaghetti against the wall and they're going to see what sticks sorry jesse um it, it, it'd be like that you know yeah <laughs> you gotta waste uh, good spaghetti sometimes Yes, yeah. I don't know which one of these is the spicy meatball, but one of them probably is. Uh, Mamma mia. Uh, <laughs> but Mama I, that's where Ubisoft's at right now. That's what they've been doing, canceling games left and right. It feels like many of these will probably end up getting canceled. You have three different multiplayer games in the works, apparently. Raid, Echios, and uh, Invictus. No, they are not going to have three active Assassin's Creed multiplayer games down the road, right? So... One of these probably succeed, or they hope at least one of them succeeds and that one just takes over. What's likely to happen is they'll choose one as the chosen one and the other two will get canceled. And then that third one will also just fail this, this uh, because not enough people play this. This doesn't seem like a sound approach business-wise to spread yourself super thin and uh, make a bunch of stuff that may be similar to the existing uh, projects that have been in the works. I'm not a businessman. So maybe this is where I, maybe I'm down right now though. This is why we like uh, a lot of times we'll say things like gaming is getting to a point where it's unsustainable because you double down on what works and then suddenly you're here and you're doubling down on the double down 
and you are uh, you're making nine games all in the same Assassin's Creed universe. And people are looking around and being like, wait, we did. We no one was asking for all this. Uh, we just want a, a good one every couple of years and maybe a multiplayer mode here and there. And uh, and instead, they they don't have a choice, though. This is what works for them. So they got to double down on what works. And we've seen this with Activision and Call of Duty. Uh, Ubisoft is doing the same thing with Assassin's Creed. And, and in Ubisoft's case, it's, Assassin's Creed, as successful as it is, is nowhere near as, as successful as Call of Duty. So they're like in, a, in you know kind of a bad way with this stuff. This is why the, the questions about Ubisoft's future are so grim. Uh, but to like... It's, Jesse, go ahead. Sorry. Go. No, 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 no. Oh. Uh, I was just going to say, like, when, when you're talking about companies, right, that are like very risk averse, like to them putting all their eggs in Assassin's Creed is like the smart decision to them. They're like, yeah, we're making nine games, but they're in a franchise that's tried and true. It's it's proven itself, you know, time and time again. So it's like, we look at it and we're like, why would you ever make nine Assassin's Creed games? And to them, they're like, the risk everywhere else is too big. So we're just going to... Yes, but they, we're just gonna deep there. down, they also know that that is still very risky, right? They, oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, that's why when, when you know, go back to Activision, they're like, yes, we are happy to sell to Microsoft because we've... We know that the smart move is, is all Call of Duty all the time, and even that's not good enough. Uh, that's not going to be enough to help us have that infinite growth. Um, if we really were going to grow, we would be growing with new stuff alongside doubling down on our, our most successful stuff. And they don't, none of these companies have that. Mm-hmm. So they, they're in a, t- in a tough way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, well, you know, we'll see. I still think like something like Assassin's Creed Infinity that has, you know, the live service that's going to have these modules that's going to take you to Japan, it's going to take you to the Holy Roman Empire. That stuff could still work. Uh, I, I think we're probably ready for that sort of uh, game delivery structure, that game delivery a business model. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, we'll see if they're able to pull it off. Because it seems like Rabbids and Assassin's Creed is like the two things coming out of Ubisoft. Do you think if in a different world there was a point where a game like Immortals Phoenix Rising was ever try they were trying to tie into the Assassin's Creed world at all, just like a kiddier approach to it or a more yeah, lighthearted I bet that approach. They were like, I bet they were always considering that as a possibility. Like, is this going to be an Assassin's Creed game? Does it stand on our own, uh, on its own? And in the end, they decided it let, to let it stand on its own. But, they, you know, that follow-up version that they are working on, the uh, the the, uh, the sequel to uh, Phoenix, uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, uh, is going to have a much more mature visual style to it and it, fe- it feels like it could be much more in that assassin's creed way maybe they will try to make it like live in that universe or have an assassin's creed subtitle or something like that but that's going to be the one that has the you know it's the polynesian setting and mm. sailing the ocean and it seems very cool based on what we've heard um so yeah i i don't know i think it's the kind of thing where like they are always looking for ways to grow out beyond that and take these ideas and put them in different places and then you know, Watch Dogs doesn't work after three games the way they want it to, so it's all back to Assassin's Creed. Yo, that's what's happening. Ubisoft, if you're listening, uh, here's here's my pitch here. I've always wanted to get into Rainbow Six Siege, but it's it's always been incredibly intimidating. Give a more arcadey version that's just purely rabbits, class base rabbits. Mm. Give me Ooh, like the rabbit with a little sledgehammer, and then a like rabbit platoon or. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, give me a rabid with like, that'll put up like a wall thing. And then everyone doesn't have actual guns, just like suction Fuck. cups. Fuck. That like sounds, this. that sounds dope. Write the yeah, check. Yeah. Write the check, Ubisoft. Yeah. They have some like mobile games like that, but it's not uh, rabbits. It's like, oh, here are all the Tom Clancy characters together in a universe. And it's oh, like, all these man. dudes look the same. And none of them have any of the piz- pizzazz of a Michael Thornton. <laughs> 
None of the pizzazz. Alpha None Protocol pizzazz. turns out is an amazing game. I've only played yeah, I'm one really hour of it. it. It's fun. Yeah. It's like no. pretty good to play in one hour chunks too. Um, <laughs> I already forgot who that guy was. Yeah, listen. You're, you're, you're not good enough to know. You're not strong enough to handle Michael Matt Jordan. Rory. Matt That's Rory's That's Alpha right. Protocol. There was a PlayStation State of Play last week. Uh, mm. Basically, the, the big headlines were Resident Evil 4 looks really goddamn good. Okay. Uh, Zangief, Cammy, and Lily in Street Fighter 6 look really goddamn good. And okay. humanity looks really neat. Um, and then Suicide Squad, huh? I, yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, I yeah. just... Mm. Yeah, that noise, that's, that has been the response to Suicide Squad, is that collection of noises we all just kind of grunted out. Um, I, I'm trying to, like, be... I'm trying to keep it at arm's length to be a little bit fair to the game. Sure. We haven't played it. I haven't played it, at least. Um, but everything they've shown, except for maybe the jumping around, the stuff that looks like Crackdown, the stuff that, honestly looks like anthem in terms of the like the, the flying around a uh, rocket stuff uh-huh. uh beyond that stuff looks pretty okay I, uh everything else with the numbers and and the mission structure i don't and the freaking glowing weak spots on helicopters <laughs> looks just real rough to me and i'm having a hard time maintaining that sort of sense of fairness i'm just like i don't want to play this shit i like how they, they they took a part of that showcase or, or the trail extended trailer they had to explain why Captain Boomerang can kind of warp around because he took a speed force type of thing. And yet they don't explain how Harley Quinn just has a drone constantly flying around her that she can grapple onto. And why can King Shark just run around and jump hella high? He's a shark. The Hulk can kind of do that. So, like, I'll give them King Shark, you know? Do they show Deadshot? At all in that, other than him shooting? Yeah, he was the one with the rocket pack that was, like, doing some anthem shit. okay, I guess. All right, all right. This game I don't know. lacks impact in like a really strange way. Like mm. the guns and even like the abilities, like everything feels like there's like no recoil. There's no screen. There's no shape, feedback. There's no, mm. yeah, there's zero feedback. That game looks like it, it's like buttery smooth the entire way. And there's no like feedback on anything. Yeah. There's nothing like, there's no pushback in the gameplay yeah. systems. And I think that's kind of, you know, when we talk about Destiny having like having good gun play and, a uh, good gun feel. That's because of the way the game pushes back on you when you use those guns. And you look at this; it's just like I don't know, fucking even like Anthem. I gotta, you know, Anthem had some had some cool it had shit weight going on. to it. You know, like yeah, you yeah. you pick the heavier mech class, yeah. and like there was there was like momentum to that. Here, it just felt, yeah, Jesse, like butter, and not like yeah. good butter, just yeah. butter, <laughs> not not good butter, just yeah. butter. I don't know. I, uh, I'm just <laughs> margarine. It's it's one of those things you look at it and you kind of like, oh, I know what this is. Yeah, uh, which is like kind and of it's unfortunate. An Avengers. It's an Avengers anthem. It's any one of those. And, and there's not much reason to think it's going to be much beyond that. Even if it does have all the content that everyone said those other games needed. Mm-hmm. I think most people are just kind of over that concept in general, especially for superhero games. This, um, yeah. Uh, development on this probably started way before Suicide to Suicide Squad 2, or at least the James yeah, so Gunn it one. It seems like it, it was like a, a reaction to the success of the Suicide Squad 1 movie at the box office, yeah. Right, right. Because also I, Destiny and Division or, making a lot of money in games. Because I don't know, I think I would have taken out maybe Deadshot and throw, throw in Peace... Oh, what's his character's Peacemaker. name? Peacemaker. 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 Um, oh, Deadshot's cool, though. I, I would have thrown in a John Cena-like, you know, John would have probably done the voice or something. Um... 
I don't know, go weirder with it because Suicide Squad is such a weird IP as is yeah. that like having Shark gen- was in that Suicide Squad, to, the, the, the the Suicide Squad, but he wasn't in the first one, right? He was not in the first one. It was okay. no, it was uh, a Killer Croc or, Killer Croc. or something. Killer yeah. Croc. Oh my god, that fucking movie. Um, this is just I mean, not to go off the rails here, but this is why when James Gunn says we're gonna make the movies and the games exist in the same universe, oh homie, please just don't. Don't, just don't you're do that. you're, you're sh- shooting yourself in the foot before y'all are it's even not started. Worth it. It's not worth the headaches. It's just gonna look silly when when things change and real world stuff that affects the movies needs to still be in the game because you've already made the, this game for five years. And we're not gonna change it now. It's just gonna look stupid. Don't do it. Uh, this is uh, this is rock steady. This is rock steady, like a studio yeah, that yeah. everyone puts on a pedestal, deservedly so, for many of their games. Uh, and they seem to be struggling to f- make this work. Um, yeah, just just don't ask any other studio to try to do this if and, Rocksteady can't do it. And the portion of the audience that will think uh, the way that I'm approaching this game is, is probably fractionally very, very small, but for the main villain to be the Flash, and with all of the drama surrounding the Flash movie with Ezra Miller and how they are... Mm-hmm. Yeah. He Very does talk unhinged. like Ezra Miller in the game. It feels like yeah, he does have an Ezra Miller energy. And apparently, the, the villains are the entire Justice League, so it's it's not just the Flash. So okay, it just keeps showing the Flash. That's like yeah. every time we see this game, it's the Flash that we're right. We're but the, like, I guess Wonder Woman wasn't a villain. She like came to help. But uh, like yeah. Superman has red eyes, and he's like showing up in artwork and stuff. So. Uh, uh, Part of yeah. me wants this game to be really good just because it's Kevin Conroy's like final performance. Oh, yes. so like I I would hate to see it to go this way. Well, but... it's always online, so when those servers go down, mm. oh shit, yeah, that's right. That fucking suck. Um, yeah. I, people will find a way to preserve it, but uh, I just man, a helicopter is just one big weak spot. Like that's what a helicopter. It's just a flying weak point. Why are are you putting glowy? things on there it looks so silly I, I mean it's i guess it's a comic book game we should be open to silly things there's probably a calendar man in there i shouldn't be like taking it so seriously but it's not why like, so oh, serious is, jeff yeah, well, yes why so serious but it's not like i'm taking it uh oh i want my uh this stuff to be hardcore realistic i just want my games to like feel like they have been uh paying attention to what other games have been doing for 20 years and that really feels like we're not even going to try to stand out. We're just going to have the dumbest thing possible as a way to like give you something to shoot at. I, and that's just yeah. I, I think my fear, and I think we mentioned this during the state of play talk over is that my favorite Rocksteady games are the more concise, like tighter Arkham games where there is like so much detail and attention built into it. And turning that into like a four player shooter, I feel like there, there's just going to be a lot of filler like a lot of filler and just stuff that just will not matter. And I'm going to miss like, I guess hunting riddle icons, Riddler icons around like a uh, Arkham asylum and, and all that jazz. I don't know. Ugh. Yeah. It, this just does seem like it's uh, they wanted a game with guns. And so like we, they worked backwards from that. They're like, that's what works for these live service shooters. We got to have guns. So let's get the characters that can use guns. I guess Bo- <laughs> Captain Boomerang then. Oh, okay. Shark. King Shark? You get like a minigun? Right. Like this okay. is not the most interesting parts of these characters. No, no. You're, you're highlighting the worst parts of them. We'll see. This game comes out in a month, I think. Or a two month? months. 
month and a half. Oh shit, May. It's no, end of no, May. I'm sorry, it's late May, so like three months. Okay, oh, okay. so. Uh, say, what fucking time is it, man? Holy shit! We'll get a lot more uh, about this game then over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. Um, aye, but aye. man, I, I, I'll I'm I gonna wa- try. I want to be proven wrong. I really exactly. want to be, be proven, proven wrong. wrong. Same, yeah. same here. Uh, all right, uh, let's see. The last couple things here: Mortal Kombat 12 is coming this year. Mm. That's the news. They announced it in a conference call with investors. Warner Brothers <laughs> Interactive did, or Warner Brothers, the, the parent company did. David Zaslav just told investors, "Yeah, that's coming." Uh, we're probably going to get that announcement at that PlayStation showcase. If I had to like put money anywhere, be like, okay, that PlayStation showcase was to happen before E3. Um, I bet that game shows up there. Um, and then Tokyo game show announced it's returning September 21st through September 24th. We should go. We should go to Tokyo game. Oh yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll bring Jesse and Michael along. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Come on now. Oh yeah. Let's do it. I was listening. Uh, I could, uh, I Young Elmo I, in Tokyo. Let's yo, go. I'll, I'll get an Elmo Kosh. If, if we go to Tokyo, I'll get an Elmo Kosh and I'll walk around. Yes, I you hope, will. I, I hope to at I'll least have a Times Square uh, energy, mascot <laughs> energy. I hope to at least have a job by December. But if not, someone hit me up. Yeah. Let's pay that, that shit money. Yeah. Come on now. All right. That uh, that does it for the news, Jan. I'm handing the show back over to you. Thank you so much. Ah, uh, just filled with like this this weird energy. It's like when you don't properly have a caffeine nap. Oh, thank thank you, Jeff. Uh, well, I'll drop here, it down to Jesse, and then Jesse can hand it over to Hiam, and then Hiam can hand it up to you. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, other way, Michael. Oh, way. oh, the oh yeah, shit, 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 shit. My bad. Okay, and then I think we're all in different parts of the distant call. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, here it is. Uh, oh, it, it it it's a little cranky. It needs to go take a nap now. Uh, we're gonna put the show to sleep, and we're gonna Tokyo drift and take a nap. Oh, what? Okay, we'll be back. All right, though. all right. Wait, 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 wait. We'll be back. We'll be back with some emails. The the Teriyaki Boys song to Tokyo Drift be- saves that movie. Saves Fast and Furious Tokyo Drift so hard. Oh my god! Just hearing. Dude, I've not seen it in a long time. I will. Uh, I'll take your word for it until I watch it very soon. Fast and Furious. <laughs> These are the emails for the show. My GoXLR didn't save the email song. Emails. Bombcastgiantbomb.com is the email address to send your emails to. I love receiving the emails. You can write about virtually any and everything that you hear on the show. Something that happens to you. And my favorite type of email is uh, quizzes. But also if you want to just avoid an awkward social situation and feel like you got to like... You don't got to pretend to text someone. You can just email us. Bombcast a giant bomb is the email address. Right. Um, the first email comes from Andreas. Uh, I'm not sure which of these may be your last name, so I'm just going to stick to Andreas. <clears throat> Hi there. Just two questions. One, is wrestling the nighttime equivalent of a daytime soap opera? Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Hardcore. Yep, just 100%. Yes. You yes. got it in one. If like if daytime soap opera had like ballet or right choreographed dance, yes, yes, it's uh it's Cirque du Soleil, the daytime soap opera. Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah. Oh, I would so fucking watch a uh a, a wrestling themed Cirque du Soleil show. Me it's just too. Animals. That would rule. Oh man, cool. just uh. Lucha, what was that? Uh, Luchador Underground? Was that Lucha Underground? Lucha Underground, just, yes. Lucha, just take Lucha Underground and then just abstract it with, with the Cirque du Soleil. 
and then give, yeah. give me that lucha underground was basically a soap opera where like yes. they framed their vince mcmahon style character as like an evil despot and then someone came back from the dead there's there's a lot of great stuff in yep. lucha underground uh their second question has anyone ever gone rogue in the ring and won a match they shouldn't have yes is it possible is it even possible or would a referee not let it happen love you all andreas from sweden mm. um yes it has happened where someone forgets to kick out um during a very pivotal moment of the match or perhaps say someone is concussed and doesn't know where they're at and uh-huh. proceeds to go on with a finish anyway where they think they have to win i think most notably ddp was supposed to beat goldberg but Goldberg got heavily concussed and then just uh, refused to lay down. And, and That's just Goldberg, though. That's just Goldberg. <laughs> heavily concussed, the person. Yeah. Uh, isn't Goldberg also the person, he headbutted his way through a door. This happened in the past five years. Headbutted his way through a door, gave himself a concussion, and that's why the match had to be super duper short. Uh, yeah, that, yes, that was Goldberg, yeah. yeah. That's, that's Bill Goldberg. I think Damn. he's a little bit of a knob. Yeah, he seems kind of like a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. Is he a Magalord? <laughs> he's a Magalord. <laughs> he really likes knives. He had, he had a knife reality show. Well, Competition okay, show. Cool. Uh, that's right. Yes, the sh- like the sharpening show, right? Yeah. And they would do stuff with the knives. Sharpening yeah. show. <laughs> what the fuck? Um, all right. Next email I'm, uh, for you guys following along in the dock. I'm jumping to the last one here. Uh, this one about smeg uh that comes from lloyd hello bombardiers greetings from cambridge having just listened to grub profess his desire to sample the erotic delights of a smeg fridge in bombcast 777 i feel obliged to inform him that thanks to the comedy sci-fi show red dwarf in britain smeg derived from the clinical term smegma is a yes. fairly widely used slang name yes, for the cheese-like secretion that accumulates under the foreskin of an uncircumcised yeah. penis. As such, yeah. he may and? wish to check any smeg he seduces for build for buildup before becoming too intimate. Parentheses. Yeah, for the for the gold at the end of the rainbow. Absolutely, I'll check for that. Definitely got cheese under the hood. Oof. Uh, for my part, I think the appliance I'd be most eager to get fresh with would be an AeroPress, as it already has a strong Swedish-made penis and larger pump vibes. A non-smeggy smooch to you all. Explode your dick! Are you kidding me? Don't put your dick in an espresso machine. Uh, an AeroPress. It does look like a uh, penis pump. It does. Yeah. 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 I got weird looks at an office that I worked at when I busted out of my desk. My boss was like, whoa, Jan. Fucking Slow Swedish, Swedish-made penis and larger pump vibes. That's a fucking tagline right there. I'm highlighting it. That's the uh, that's the subhead for my 16 preview. Yes, it's a perfectly normal thing to say. I don't know about the history of why Smeg the the fridge brand is called uh, Smeg, but I do think we were all aware of it, the. It was made by an S tier Meg. I'm sorry, I couldn't get through the joke. I'm sorry, it was too dumb. No, no, okay, let's roll it back. Let's roll it back. I don't know where the term Smeg came from in terms of like the fridge. It was made by an S tier Meg. All right, next email. Mm. Boo! Tomato, 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 tomato. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Hold on. I got the thing. Yum, uh, yum, yum. There we go. Uh, Smeg, Smeg, Smeggle? Isn't that a. Is Lord of the Rings? A dragon? Smeagol. Yeah. 
Yeah, Smeagol. Smeagol. Smog. Smog Smeag- is what you're thinking Smeagol. of. Smog. No, I think he's thinking of the other golem. Damn it, you have me say golem now. Smeg. That uh, just sounds right to me, Jan. I think you got it. Oh, boy. Okay. Uh, is, isn't that like the random chat Red app? Cam, right? Yeah, it's yeah. the webcam <laughs> chat app. Oh, Smeggle. Oh, Smeggle. Oh, no. Uh, if we ever go to a PAX, we need a screen print, on-site screen printer, and then you just yeah. like, hey, come up with any clip that you've heard from the Bombcast or anything that anyone has said, and then we'll put it on a shirt. The um, dumbest thing said today will be a shirt by the end of the day. Uh, end of the day, absolutely. Don't go to O Smeggle, please. Don't go to O Smeggle. Uh, oh, 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 oh Smeggle. Oh, I didn't uh, like body parts. parts. I All right. Next email is about joggers. Evan from Missouri. What's up, dudes? I just want to thank you for turning me on to joggers. I had the initial apprehension like Dan when I first heard you were all preaching the good word, but now I have a newfound appreciation for life. Look, look at that. Look at my boys. Look at my boys look at the, legs. the joggers. It seems uh, like every, that's my foot. Uh, they, they then follow up. It seems like every good game gets a sequel or series. What's the best game that never got a sequel? Best game that never got a sequel. Oh, shit. Um, Cameo that? elements of power. Yeah. All right. Ooh. Amen. Hunter Biden Katos. Right? <laughs> a fucking... legend for the NES. It was a shooter. Oh. And then and then it was an action game. Actually, Near Automata is actually kind of a sequel to it. It's actually basically the same thing. But yes, Guardian Legend for the NES. Actually, uh, Alpha you... Protocol. Yeah, yeah. I saw, I saw Alpha Protocol. Like, uh, that's a pretty good one. Let me look up my top 25 games of all time. Let me see what didn't get a. You have that Let's lesson on, on deck? It's got this in my notes app for sure. Come on now. Um, looks like everything got a sequel. Super Mario RPG, you could say Paper Mario. Yeah. Followed up on that. You could say, well, Chrono Cross is a, tr- uh, uh, a, a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Ooh, Legend of the Dragoon. Give me sure. give, Legend of the Dragoon. Okay. Mm. Maybe you shouldn't say that. May, not every thought needs to be said, huh. Jan. That's Jeez. true. That's true. Normally, I just like everyone politely smiles Legend and, and nods Dragoon. their head. Whoa! Man, that happens way wow. too often on the show. Someone just says a game and then someone just pulls it out. <laughs> well, it helps when you have Mike Minotti who has a million fucking things yeah. on his desk. I yeah, I want to see I want to see Mike Minotti's desk. Backlar or uh, Grub, what is what does Mike Minotti's desk look like? Uh, there's like a, a, a weird small Genesis. There's um, a bunch of cables. There's like a camera. It's honestly just a mess. And then, and then he, there's a notepad or a, a, a sticky note that just says "heal mutt" on it. And then there's a lot of him going "lol" and "ha ha ha." And he is a child. Yeah, basically. I love him so much, though. We all love Mike. He's, he's our child. He's our child. Look at that. Do you have an N64 near you right now, Jesse? Nope. I just keep this on my desk because it's my favorite Nintendo 64 game. Oh. It's like anchors. You know, you got to keep it close to you. It's, it's what holds yeah, you down, yeah. keeps yeah. you humble. Yeah, that's a good game. There we Donkey go. Kong '94. Yeah. Let's just start pulling out games, everybody. Okay, here's Shit. like, uh, I'm holding up one, two, three, four, six SSDs that I don't know what are even on these. I just found these in the office, and I'm like, this was in one of my boxes. I should Damn. take it. Oh shit! Hey, hook, this hook this it is up. Tomb Raider two, but with the cheat codes like written on the inside of the. Wow! <laughs> wow! Wow! What a flex! What a flex! I don't know. That's a, that's a good ass question. I feel like I should have an answer on hand for that. I'll just go with this, Super Mario RPG. This is the best sequel, though. Stuart that's Little Two. Alan Wonderworld. Stuart <laughs> Little Two. Wow. Do you honestly think, Grub, that we're gonna get a Balan Wonderworld Two? 
Fuck no. Okay. Not if Yugi said, Nak is in jail. <laughs> <laughs> they said jail. Yeah. It'll be the first video game developed from prison. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's going to have a. The, a my review is going to be like, it's a lot like prison wine. Like, yeah. Goes down Player Production is going to do a, a whole documentary series on Yugi Nak. I would watch that. Development of Battle of Hey, I, I follow that. a lot of people or TikTok creators that are in jail. Uh, so anything is possible, you know? That, that rules. Oh my God. G- give me a tip for that. I would love that. Like, okay, I, like, how do you create content in jail? You, well, listen, we're not going to blow up their spot. Like, a lot of it is, uh, you know, just, like, cooking in jail. So you, you know, you get your commissary, and then, like, oh, yo, I'm a deep fry. You want to deep fry some chicken? Let's deep fry some chicken in, uh, in jail. Yeah, but they, they got they got like iPhones and shit. They they yeah, smuggle you, in phones. You, yeah, you buy okay. a green screen and a ring light from commissary, and then mm-hmm. you just make content. Mm-hmm. Shit, that's a, it's a lot like our lives, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Prison doesn't sound it, so maybe bad. We're in the prison. Yeah. Well, wow, whoa. Pretty, uh... Yeah, I got my third eye open. Thanks, Jeff. No, I didn't mean yeah, to do welcome. that one. Oops. Uh, all right, I'm not too familiar with this, but maybe you three are. <clears throat> uh, this email comes from Dan P. What would your American Gladiator name be? I never watched American Gladiator. Young Elmo. Oh, yeah, sure. Um, let's see. I like all the ones that were on there were like Laser and Blaze, and so lots of uh, lots of Z's and names basically, Ooh, or yeah. Z Z sounds uh, Z sounds. Uh, yeah, I would be Zound with a Z. Mm, there you go. Mm. Glizzy Goblin. Uh, Jan, you would be P- Pounder. Pounder. Oh, I like it. I'll take yeah. it. Michael, uh, I think I yours think would be, be Swedish made penis and larger pump. Mm. <laughs> Hell yeah. Mm. Vibes. Vibes. Right. You the existential crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Smeg. Oh, Smeg. Smeg. Existential yeah. crisis for. <laughs> Smeg. Uh, all right. My name would be Jamie Kennedy. That would be my American gladiator Perfect. name. Yeah. No notes. I, I, don't, I, I don't know why I thought you were going to say Jamie Lee Curtis, and I'm like, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's just a, that's a real powerful name, JLC. Ooh, ooh, ooh! I'd let Jamie Lee Curtis punch me in the mouth. Um, for just sure, cause. I've seen true. I've seen true lies. <laughs> uh, next email comes from Austin from the Bay Area. Yay area. Sorry, ooh, I feel compelled to do that. Hold on, we. Yay area. Is that uh, you? Yeah, that's me. You put yourself on the on the soundboard? No, no, I just did it now. He's just oh. living that. No, he's just doing it. Uh, Shouts out to the Gogsler when it works. Um, Hi crew, I've been living the French press life for a while, but after Jan's comment on UPF, I realized I need to try drip. Jan, I'm lost. What kind of V60 should I get? What kind of filters do I need? Also, my kettle only goes down to 180. Do I need a whole new kettle? Help me fam, Austin, Bay Area. I'll be right back, vamp amongst yourself, boys. A whole new kettle. Sorry, I just uh, saw that little mermaid. Smeg, uh, smeg, and drip. Yeah, I mean, listen, it's a horny show. We all have to just deal with it. All right? Yeah. Ask what's up. Look, I, everyone's, okay. everyone's horny sometimes. Jan's very, oh my God, he's got a handful. He's got a, a grinder. Oh. He's got a bag of what looks like prescription drugs. Jan, do you have got- the little the little the little thing the that you separator. put in the grounds it's so it's like you have like the the tamper or whatever but then yeah. there's like the other thing that aerates the the grounds before a, w, you... uh, a wdt baby a WDT, yeah. what? you could just we, use a bunch of two. 
Okay. I watch a lot of uh, espresso making on TikTok. It's so common yeah. watching people just just make it. They have like fucking like it. 20 different devices to do like Yo. one thing to it. It's wild. Yeah. La Marzocho, if you're watching, send your boy the new little espresso machine. I can make game content out of it. I can be I can be Giant Bomb Sojuro. I'll, I'll guide a whole new generation oh. of coffee drinkers. Ooh. All right. Yo. V60, you could just get the Hario kind. This is just a plastic baby because all the ceramic yeah, nice ones that I've bought have all broken because people don't know how to handle my stuff properly and just oh knock God. it off of shelves. Animals. Uh, but if you are going to go get a ceramic one, the ceramic ones are nice because when you pre uh, throw some hot water over it, it preheats the whole thing really nicely. Get some good temperature control over there. Uh, filters, again, Hario stuff. Uh, make sure you get the right number filter for your uh v60 the numbers do matter there are slow drip papers which are a little bit thicker uh, as a coffee drinker i do think about my carbon footprint so i'm thinking about trying metal filters because i find the paper wants to be very wasteful especially because uh, -huh. uh this is a uh, this is a bag of 100 filters i bought this last month and i'm i only have six left i drink too much my coffee. my espresso machine uses metal filters and i've been very happy with that <laughs> There we go. Oh, yeah. There we go. Uh, this, fellows, cut the check, man. This is a temperature control stag kettle. Uh, cut the damn check. I recommend this shit to everyone. If you are a tea drinker and, you know, you want to brew your tea, which should be normally at a 180 Fahrenheit, you get good temperature control. This goes as low as 150. Um, if you wanted to use this as like a weird sous vide, I guess you could. Um, they also make a bigger mm -hmm. one that's a pitcher style. Uh, you can also use it as one of those things that you pour in your nose and then oh yeah, neti pot, little neti pot action. Uh, but the best thing, man, his money. <laughs> the 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 best thing you can do for your coffee enjoyment, whether you're French pressing, espressoing, pour over, is get a good grinder. Shouts out to grinder, uh, grinder. You don't have to cut the check. Uh, you can if you want. I, you I mean, can we'll if you want out. to. I'll 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 record a grinder app. <laughs> Or no, I'm, not, I'm not gonna say no to a check at this point in my life. <laughs> uh, a good hand grinder is, uh, or a good grinder in general, is definitely wor worth the price tag. It'll uh, it'll get you where you're going. It'll unlock the the notes of the coffee and whatnot. Uh, basically, every coffee company ch cut the check. I'll do it. I'll do whatever you want me to do. I also if, if you grub please. I was gonna say if you did if you just do everything that Jan just said, you can also make some pretty good LSD. Yes. So it's the same yeah. exact process. Same oh, exact dude. process. Eat Herba Mystica. Uh -huh. Hey, smoking on that Herba Mystica. You know what Herba I'm saying? Uh, yeah, man. I, I, I had a lot more coffee stuff that I had to downsize. Like I had a siphon pot, which is the one that looks like you're making meth. Um, Hell yeah. It's great. It's great. For some reason, I don't like cold brew, though. I can't, can't get down with cold really? brew. Oh, you don't yeah. fuck with cold brew? No. That's my no. go-to. I, I only like hot coffee. What's uh, yerba mate? Oh, we ready Ooh, to get into yerba mate? mate? I think I wanna... I'm ready to get in yerba mate. First, I'm gonna find out what it is. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yo, yo, you could do the canned stuff, the guyaki uh, jazz. Yeah, okay. Ben Pack loved the guyaki. He got down to the, with the yaki yaki. The guyaki boy. All yeah. right. Uh, yerba, though, if you want to do yerba properly, you have to drink it from a gourd through a special straw, kind of like a life straw that filters it. Because we, right. so with tea, right? You're supposed to steep it. After a certain period of time, you uh, dump the leaves out or dump your tea bag out, and then just drink the liquid. With with herbs, you're you're constantly steeping. 
new hot water, constantly sleeping. sleeping. And then like the type of caffeinated high that it gives you, it's like a not so much like a brain buzz, like what coffee it's will do. It's a body yadi yadi high. And <laughs> let me tell you, the first time I had yerba proper, messed me up. Messed me up. Like, sounds like drugs. It is. It feels like you're doing it drugs is. out there. I, I, we all know. We all laugh and joke, but this is my addiction. This is my caffeine, real drug out there. Yeah. Fuck, dog. That's what's is up. that. What the, is that what that Naruto character was carrying around in his gourd on his back? Just some yerbs. Yerbs. We talking yep. about talking about Jiraiya? Was Jiraiya? Uh, no, uh, the, the guy uh, with the gourd on his back. No, oh, Gara. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking about Gara? No. Yeah. What the fuck. I think he probably the had yerbs Naruto. in there. I don't know if you know what you're talking about, Pine. <laughs> That's my herbs. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, let's see. Um, let's read one more email. How about that, gentlemen? Sure. This comes from Cam from Kansas City. Uh, Cam mm. has made a little Destiny quiz. Oh. Hey, y'all. Happy Destiny 2 Lightfall Day. In celebration, here's a little quiz I've put together to see if you can determine if the listed thing is a Destiny item or the name of a metal band. Jan, only click the link below. It has answers listed. Thanks. Love you. Love you too, Cam. Uh, Feel free to use as many as or as little as you'd like. Have a great rest of your week, gamers. Cam from Kansas City. Uh, Jesse, you're a Destiny guy, right? Yeah, I'm wearing my Destiny ring right now. Wow. Whoa, this was married. Married, married to the game. World Destiny World yeah. <laughs> married to Cam from Kansas City, who helped me get that room. Oh. Uh, okay, so you you may have an easier time with this. Uh, <clears throat> all right, uh, there's 17 items. We'll maybe go through all of them. All right, first. Up. Should, so me, me and me and Michael, Michael should probably guess first, and then uh, yeah. Jesse could guess afterward. All right, so mm-hmm. either it is a band or an item in Destiny. Okay. Okay. Cool. Got it. Number one, the Locust. That's a band. I'm going to say that is an item. Uh, it is indeed a band. Mm-hmm. American grindcore metal with hardcore punk and new wave experimentation. Yes. I don't need to know all that. <laughs> <laughs> Nezarex Sin. That's an item. 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 It is indeed an item. It's a warlock helmet. Ooh, Whoa, yeah. dude. Wow. Okay. Yeah. It's a warlock helmet. All right. Whoa, I did need to know that. All right. Cool. Uh, all right. Hold on. Let me just. Do this. Seventh Wonder. That's a band. Damn. Uh, I'm going to say item. I think it's an item. It is a Swedish progressive metal band formed Whoa. in 2000. Whoa, dude. Damn. <laughs> Nature That's of the up. Beast. I'm going to go item. I'm going to go item, too. Band. It is an item. Skull. A legendary hand cannon in Destiny. Sure. Sick. Uh, I'm going to assume this J is a soft J in uh, Jotun. That's it? Just, Yo- just Jotun? Jotun. That's, That's probably like... It's probably both. I'd probably say it's a band. I'm going to say item, but I don't feel it's good about item. it. Item. It is a heavy shotgun? Uh, is it a tractor cannon? I don't remember. It is actually an item. It is an exotic uh, fusion rifle in Destiny. Fusion rifle, that's what they consider it. Ooh, uh, Black Rose. Both. Say, I would uh, say 19th. both. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say band. I'll say band also. Band. A UK heavy metal band active yes. in the 1980s and from 2006 to present. Oh, wow. 
Okay. It definitely sounded like an 80s hair metal band. Cam, thank you for the context here uh, with the bands and not just saying band. <clears throat> uh, this is a fun one. Apotheosis Veil. Apotheosis. That's, that's an item. It's an item. It's a warlock chess piece. Uh, yes, it is a warlock helmet. Yeah, that's it is. fucking oh, sicko. Uh, well, go, go fucking write a prima guide about it. Jesus. <laughs> I yeah. did. Go have a <laughs> them. I did. Uh, 1,000 1, voices. That is... Mm, I'm gonna go item. I'm... I'll probably... Mm, damn. I'll go item also, yeah. Item, it is an uh, exotic fusion rifle? Yeah, it is an exotic fusion rifle. What <laughs> God the hell? damn. Uh, I'm dialed in on this now. Fatebringer. That sounds so much like an item I'm gonna have to say banned. Yeah, you're right. It feels a little on the nose. Right. So I'll say, I'll say banned. It is a, it is okay. a legendary hand cannon that you get from fuck the Plus. It, the fuck it is a legendary here. hand cannon. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, Fucking nerd. Fate bringer. God. Uh, all right, let's That's speed through. The first hand cannon to have Firefly on it all in right. Destiny 1. All right, let's all speed right. through yeah. the rest of these. Uh, Mouth of the Architect. Uh, item. Banned. I'm going to say banned. It is a banned. Blood in the water. Banned. Item. item. It's a shotgun. Uh, it is an exotic sparrow. Oh, it's for sure. Oh, it is an item. Uh, Skyforger. Banned. Uh, banned. Banned. It is a banned. Uh, ion, ion Dissonance. That's definitely an item. Banned. I want to say that that's a, that's a weapon. It's an item. It is indeed a band. Oh, uh, I'm not familiar with sure. this genre. I think Cam's pulling my leg, but I do trust him. It is a Canadian mathcore band? Hell yeah. yeah Hell yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, what is, just what's a mathcore. What is mathcore? Is mathcore, correct me if I'm wrong, mathcore is like when they fuck with time signatures? Or don't, they, don't they use like fractals or something to make their, their, like their music progressions or like, something? Oh, okay. Okay. Young Elmo. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, Young Elmo. Young Elmo. <laughs> Prophet of Doom. Fuck. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go item. I don't feel good I'm, about it. I'm going to go band. I'll go band. It is a legendary shotgun. <sighs> Shit. There's so many weapons in Destiny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so many. Dominion 3. 3 is in Roman numerals. That's a band. That's an item. Band. It is a band. Yeah. Uh, Hell yeah. Disney ain't using Roman numerals. <laughs> the second uh. sequel to a band. Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, final yeah. two here. Final two. Uh, second to last one. The penultimate. Is it an item or a band? In flames. Band. On fuego. Uh, that is a band. Band. It is indeed a band. Okay. And Sick. last one here. Izanagi's Burden. That's an item. That sounds so much like a Destiny item. I'm going to go banned. I'm going to talk myself out of it and say banned. It's an item. It's a rocket launcher? It is an exotic sniper rifle in Destiny. Rifle. Okay. <laughs> Let's go. Cam, thank you for Destiny's quiz. child. <laughs> Destiny's child. Yeah. Uh, what a fantastic quiz. I love quizzes. Yeah, uh, more quizzes, please. Yeah, email. these are great. Uh, I know they are, do take a lot of work, but this is this this is fantastic. Yeah. Uh,
Cam, also, thank you for the context that you have added to all of these. Uh, and you can send your emails about virtually any and everything we talk about on the show, stuff we don't talk about, stuff that's on top of your mind, video game related or not, to bombcast, a giant bomb.com. Before we end the show, I want to say thank you to our special guests, the homies, Michael Heim and Jesse Vitelli. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank you know you, vibes. Uh, here's here's time to, to plug away, sirs, uh, what you've been working on. Where can people find you on the internet? Ooh, you can find me and all of my bullshit at Michael P. Heim on Twitter. Uh, you can catch my uh, Hi-Fi Rush review on IGN. You can catch my Yakuza Ishin review on GameSpot. You can check out my Crime Boss preview at Polygon. You can check out my Final Fantasy 16 preview on Ars Technica. And you can also catch me on Kind of Funny Games Cast, where I talk about Final Fantasy 16 there as well. Uh, but most importantly, you know, from time to time, you can check me out here on the Giant Bombcast. You know the fucking vibes. And MinMax. We're going to be doing some things with MinMax. Right. You know the fucking vibes. Jesse, sir. How do I follow that up? You can just find me at Prima Games. That's the only place I'm, I'm ever, and on Twitter. Probably making more money Prima than Games. me, though. Check out our 16 coverage, our Destiny 2 Lightfall coverage that's been going up. All the fun stuff. You know where to go. If you find me on Twitter, at Jesse Vitelli, if you go to Mama Vitelli, you found the right place. My Twitter's unhinged. Be prepared. It, it oscillates wildly back and forth. But yeah. That's there we go. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> and Jeff Grubb, what do we got going on for the rest of the week? We got some more Game Mess Mornings, right? That's right. We have Game um, S Mornings happening the rest of the week. Uh, we'll have, you know, Grubber Lang. We will have Blight Club. Uh, we got some quick looks that we've got in the can. We'll find times for those things. There's lots of stuff happening on the site. Uh, Demo Derby that you and Dan did is yes, now up, up on today. the site. That is a fun one. I mean, all Demo Derbies are really fun, and I just... I feel the most FOMO of like, oh man, I wish I was on this one. Yeah, well, it would have been really fun. They, they had the gaming advisory panel, which is a bunch of people that PlayStation picked and took to E3. And they had a real, real good energy. All of them did. So that was fun. And then there were some good games. They had the, that Ang Lee Hawk video game uh, on there. There's a whole bunch of fun stuff. Really okay. good things happening there. I don't know if this is a hot take, but I, I love that Ang Lee film. But I, I think I'm just like an Ang Lee mark. So, uh, I'll, I think it's I think it's fair. I think it's fair. A fair take. Yo, the, the transitions in the Ang Lee Hulk movie are amazing. It's like a comic book movie. Yeah. So many wipes. Forget all this depth of field shit. Shaky cam. Go all the way Ang Lee. Just do some fun wipes, man. Ugh. Do the full Ang Lee. Absolutely. Yeah, it, it's a good one. And then, um, like I said, we've been recording some quick looks. We had a, a busy Monday and then the first half of Tuesday and that stuff will get all spread out through sprinkled throughout the rest of the week. So yes. look out for all that. Kirby quick look. Finally got the atomic yep. heart quick look. Uh, we got a couple play it forwards in the in the bag that yes. will be coming out on Mondays. So Mondays. next Monday and then Monday yep. after that, we got stuff coming. Stuff is in the pipes. Uh potentially a woe long quick look as well. We got going yes. on. We're gonna get Tam uh, on that. And then uh UPF will you know do we, should we say the theme of the UPF or should we save it just in case we shift it up? Mm, I'm pretty confident we'll do this one. We're gonna do a game. We're gonna do a cube, a cube UPF, a GameCube UPF. So yes. we're gonna play some GameCube stuff. So look out for that. I'm gonna bring on uh, Mikey for that. Uh, we'll, we'll have some fun. If you got any uh, GameCube games that you definitely want to see, and keep in mind, you know, it's gonna be UPF style, so it'll be a grab bag. The first couple minutes have to be really hot. Can't really load up some saves. I mean, I guess we could, but uh, that's that's a lot. Geist. Geist. Custom yeah. Robo. Oh, I always thought that game looked hella cool. We'll play uh, some Custom Robo. We'll get, get the Parsec going. Uh, Parsec, let me tell you, amazing. Surprisingly good. Very good. Yep. Surprisingly good. Yeah. 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 
Parsec uh, cut the check. Parsec cut, cut the, the check. check. Uh, everyone else that we've mentioned, every other brand that we mentioned, cut the check, damn it. I'm ready. I'm ready to cash out. Uh, folks, until next week, we'll see you then for another episode of the Giant Bombcast. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, Michael. And thank you at home. You look great today. Giant Bombcast is hosted by Jana Choa, brought to you by your beautiful faces. I, I love you. Fuck Toad. Oh. Oh. <laughs>